At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, here's just some information on the upcoming Lorehammer tournament slash game day hangout that we have. Uh, the date is officially set as November 16th. The cost is going to be $30. Uh, you will only get a spot once your payment has been accepted by us. The format is going to be a doubles escalation league. It is a single faction per player list. Point values are 500, 1,000, and 1,500. Each subsequent list must have the same unit, but not the same upgrades, as the previous. This is a friendly tourney. It's more of just a game day. Don't bring your triptides. Or if you do, shame. Um, we're going to have a couple categories for prizes. We'll start with uh, wins. We'll have best painted, sportsmanship, the best story, and then also just a fun category. In regards to best story, what we are going to ask is if you'd like, you can submit the lore or story of your army. On the When you submit your list, Mark and I will go over it, and then we will share your lore with everyone. Um, the day is going to start at 8.30 a.m. in the morning. It will finish around 7 p.m. It could go longer. It depends on games. Lunch is going to be provided between games one and two. Snacks will be provided after game two just to tide you over so you don't get hangry. And drinks can be purchased at the store. If you are a single participant, you don't have a partner, don't worry about it. We will match you up with someone once you're there. Uh, and then finally, there are only 24 spots available. So sign up as soon as possible. Your spot is only guaranteed after we have confirmed your payment to us. And you need to contact us for payment info. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey there, the only podcast that has Mark on it. This is uh, Jordan. Did you forget your name? <laughs> no, I just I had to register what you said for a second. Ah, yeah, because normally Eric does something like the only podcast with. Sometimes I've done that. Yeah, yeah I have been known to. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Will be the last. I can't promise that. I make no promises. Uh, joining us today is Peter. Hello. And it makes sense because this is a uh, an Eldar episode. Ah. So why would we have anyone else mm. on? 
I am the resident Eldar expert. <laughs> Did you just go look for a camera? That's right. <laughs> That's what it looked like. His eyes flashed. I was looking to do a gym reaction. <laughs> yes. Those are going to be my favorite. Um, the Elder Eldar. This is... <laughs> nice. Uh, this is episode 58. Today is uh, about Path of the Seer. We are talking about Eldar. But before we actually get into the episode itself, there's a couple housekeeping items uh, we need to take care of. Uh, Jeremy, if you're listening next time, wash your goddamn plates, <laughs> please. I don't need to deal with that anymore. Did you, did you have, do you have a new roommate? Jared. <laughs> yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, no, but yeah. Let's, um, we actually have a huge number of new patrons since our last recording. Uh, if you yeah. could just put in, in post, uh, it was just a little sound clip of some cheering in the background, Jordan. I was <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, woo, cheering. <laughs> yeah, you guys are awesome. Woo. I'll do that while you read the whole okay, time. Okay, perfect. Uh, so <laughs> what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to go through everyone and say their names. If you can, please save your applause and thank yous until after the But the woos list. are still allowed. Absolutely. <laughs> as long as they're in the background. Exactly. If you could just give a little background. Uh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, so Jai. Knight Ferocus, Sky, Sam, Jacob, Thomas, Cookie Fart, Adam. <laughs> that guy messaged us. He's Cookie like, Fart? Yeah, he's like, uh, just so you guys know, my name's not actually Cookie. I'm like, yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> I kind of put that together. But he didn't say my name isn't Fart. He just said my name isn't Cookie. It's still Mr. Fart. Right, of course. But it's like Jeremy Fart or something, you know? Uh, Adam, Amadeus. Joey, Robert, Lachlan, Squiz. My man, Squiz. <laughs> Squiz. <laughs> Francisco, Matthew, Carter, John, Geralt of Rivia. Highly doubtable. <laughs> Samuel and... <laughs> so this is probably my favorite one. <laughs> Unfortunately, I love anime. <laughs> First of all, anime is art. <laughs> I want to get that on the table right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, Eula for short. <laughs> <laughs> but so that those are all new patrons that we've had since yeah. our last recording. Yeah, um, it is wild. So as you guys know, we've been building a studio for the last like three, four weeks. And uh, we put like, uh, please help us donate. And that's partially what people would do in there. So it, it was great to see a bunch of outreach like that. But uh, something else that even came in was people who maybe necessar- didn't necessarily want to donate month to month or set up a patron. Uh, they just donated one time to us. And these are personally the ones I prefer. Why? Because, no, so reoccurring income is way better. No, no, no. Let's do the math. So <laughs> No, the math. Yeah. So Samuel, let's say he donated $1, right? Sure. Where Thank you, Samuel. Woody, thank you. Thank you. But where Woody, he donated us $400. So that's 400 months. <laughs> right. Of sa- I'll no, be dead by then. I'll be very dead. <laughs> so you your eating habits will have caught up with you. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> our, our our paywall though is like a very low barrier to entry. Yeah, it matches $1. the quality <laughs> levels. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah, you, you like a lot of people have like their paywall is like at least five bucks to to. No, I will. I'll take any money. Oh, I me don't. too. I'm like I would take a quarter. Somebody, yeah. I was doing like a live stream the other day on Instagram, just painting. He's like, I'll, I'll subscribe to your Patreon if you rub your nips. I'm like, okay, yeah. What else do you want? What What do I gotta do? No, no, no. Pretty sure now you're a cam whore that's how that works hey Mark. 
I'm also unemployed, so I need that money. <laughs> That's right. Is your video on uh, Pornhub now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's kind of bad, but I love those memes where it's like the Pornhub yeah, background. And it, the title is like... Someone gets destroyed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a picture of Erebus. It's like man fucks entire human yeah, humanity, yeah. but it's a picture of Erebus. Oh, my oh, God. Good times. Uh, Erebus. hate that guy. Uh, anyway, so we have time donations. We have some one-time <laughs> donation people that we also want to thank. Uh, that's Woody, Justin, Daniel, Eric, and Dave. So to yeah. everyone who has contributed to what we're doing, uh, obviously we're, we need to post more pictures. We are super close to being done. We've paid at this point for everything uh, for the immediate for, for phase one, for phase yeah. one of audio recording for Lorehammer in the studio. Everything has been bought. We're just waiting on a couple things to come in for shipment. So today's actually our first time recording yeah. in our new studio. So we, we are missing some soundproofing. So this is not the quality that you guys paid for. No, we it's going to get it's, it's going to get, get better when we actually fractionally get, better. Fractionally, yeah. when we actually get the soundproofing in here. But yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is our first time, though. It's yeah. kind of cool to say that like Lorehammer has their own space mm-hmm. at the that expense I occasionally of, live in. Right. The, the expense of Mark's garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But All of us are just staring wonderingly around the room, just no one can see it. Ah, so beautiful. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, if you'd like to see us at some point, uh, phase two of this operation is to include video capability for our podcast. Yeah, which is going to include uh, buying a bunch of lights, buying a camera. and uh, That's not cheap, that stuff. Yeah, so... Just because a studio is built, please just still give us your money. Exactly. Always give us your money. Yeah, always. We are. Always. The, we will take such good care. <laughs> uh, I have been nothing but uh, fiscally responsible exactly. with your money. Yep. <laughs> the pizza boxes agree. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks. It's like, thanks everyone for donating. It. It's pretty crazy, actually. Um, like we got a bunch of like those people that did one-time donations was like a collective of fifteen hundred bucks, which is pretty wild. That's awesome. Like, yeah, it's awesome. It's very generous. Very generous. Makes my heart sing. <laughs> does it? <laughs> what does that sound like? Yeah. You can't hear it. It's on the inside. But it really sounds like little gnomes screaming. <laughs> if you could hear it. Yeah. Ah. Brings me joy. Um, uh, one more thing? No, two more things? Two more things before Ooh. we move. The first one being Warhammer Combat Cards. Uh, we've talked about it a couple weeks in a row at this point. This is uh, the card game developed by Flare Game or... I can't remember exactly the order it happened in. Published by Flare Games. Yeah, that's what it publishers, is. producers, and yeah, something. It's a card game on your phone. It's uh, on your iOS or your Android. And um, today, actually, this is the last thing we're, we're going to highlight about it is um, guilds. Yeah, I don't think they're quite out They yet, are not. Guilds, but they are in the works. Yeah, guilds are not out yet. Actually, uh, I don't know. We don't know exactly how they're going to function, um, but all it means is that when guilds are available, there will be a Lorehammer guild. Oh, yeah. And so everyone who is currently playing on Warhammer combat cards, especially if you listen to us, uh, you just got to join our guild at some now, point. Now, sure, there's a $25 entrance fee to join Naturally, our guild. Naturally, of course. But and feet picks. Feet picks. <laughs> well, if you send a foot pick, then all of a sudden the price jumps to 30 That's Because <laughs> yeah. hmm. I have to spend the time to rate the pick now. That's <laughs> That takes time Homework, out of my day, huh? you know? 
but yeah, uh, it would be a cool feature. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that it's integrated somehow yeah. in in their gameplay as well, and it's yeah. not, but it also could just be a public forum. But I'm excited to um, hang out with just other people in that game. Cause yeah, there's been some other apps that I won't name that are like 40k ones, and they're like, oh yeah, you should do a guild. I'm like, they're not paid me. <laughs> Why would <Damn>. I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just making sure people know that I'm shilling. Shilling for you filthy Warhammer filthy combat cards. Capitalist. Is it even <laughs> shilling at that point? I don't know, is it? It's just working. Oh. I, <laughs> but yeah, do check you it out. shill for your company? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well in that case I can see how you would make the connection there. But yeah, um Warhammer Comic Cards, we've talked about it before. We've talked about the art that they have, we've talked about the story that they include, we've talked about the mechanics of the game. We've talked about what else have we talked about? Lore, art, mechanics, and guilds. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty cool game. Yeah, it's got lots of cool arts. It's simple to pick up and play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, There's if it's what if you need for an app. If you haven't tried it out yet, it, uh, it's really easy to do. But just check out our notes because we're gonna include a link. Yeah. In there, uh, and then obviously just watch um, our Facebook page or whatever for when guilds actually do become available. Yeah. Cause then we'll tell you how to join ours. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of joining something that is ours. <laughs> yeah. Perfect segue. Hey, wow. It's almost like I planned that. Oh my God. Um, discord. So we've had at least two people say they want a Lord hammer <laughs> discord. And we know that when one person, when one person says it, we can ignore it. But when it comes from a second person, <laughs> only two, we got no choice at that point. Um, so we, it's I like made an a, overwhelming majority. Yeah, <laughs> I I made a Discord. So yeah, I did it. I, it's there. Good luck finding what, what is, it, uh, you losers. What is a Discord even? Uh, it's, it's a it's a platform for people to hang out in voice chat, but then also there's uh, text channels. So, oh, okay. but it's it's really like each Discord creates a server, and this will be the Lorehammer server, and we'll hang out together. I'll be in there. Uh, I made meme channels and i'm excited oh, for that yeah what are you hoping for out of meme so channels? the i i made two meme channels because i'm hoping for two things mm-hmm. uh one is just a general meme channel uh you send whatever memes you want in that do channel. they have to be warhammer related i mean that's my preference but i don't really care memes dank memes, memes or meme. dank memes yeah. you know um <laughs> But I made another channel specifically Lorehammer memes, and that one is you got to make memes out of us. Oh yeah, and the things we say that won't hurt my do. feelings at all. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, I'm what sure feelings. They... Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a sensitive boy. Yeah, uh, but that link will just be also on our Facebook. So if you're interested in joining us uh, and getting banned immediately by me while I'm on a power trip, <laughs> then uh, join us. Okay. We cool. Now, with, now to the episode. Now, now to what people came for. Now to the episode. Peter, uh, we were told that this was uh, your little baby girls. So Your specialty, so oh, you yeah. would say. Oh, yes. Uh, well, you're the one who provided all the notes, so clearly you, you're you going to talk about and expand on all these ideas. Yeah, really excited to launch into <laughs> Path of the Seer. Uh, Which I, I definitely did research for. <laughs> uh, I think a great place for us to begin is just reminding everybody what is... The Path of the Seer. Eric? Mm, Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, Now, we all know about paths and Eldar, but just in case you don't know about Eldar, I'm just going to pass that to uh, Jordan. Jordan, (laughs) if you could just tell everyone what Eldar are. Jordan is, of course, our resident Jordan. (laughs) Resident Jordan, yep. 
Well, as an Eldar of the Eldar, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> they're a very ancient race. They live on ships that are the size of planets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Go on. What he's been listening this he's, whole time. He's learning. He's learning. <laughs> what, what else do you want to know? <laughs> That's what Eldar. else do you know, Jordan? That's Eldar. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they wear big they're dorky helmets. Old. They're yeah, very yeah, yeah. old. Yeah. They are. They they're, are. They're like space elves, basically. That's effectively they're, what they are. Definitely space elves. <laughs> Let's. How, how dare you? Forty K has a deep and rich history. You're right, and doesn't pull from any other influences or sources. <laughs> Christian, completely right, original. Christian somewhere right now is screaming. <laughs> He's literally screaming. Uh, All right. Uh, so, what is the path of the elf? The CR. <laughs> I don't know words. CR. The path of the CR. Path of the CR. So paths govern the life of every craft world Eldar, and it helps them to focus their emotions and thoughts away from chaos. Uh, so if you haven't yet, because that's about as much as we're going into pass, uh, if you haven't yet, listen to episode 35, and on that one we actually, Peter, you're in that one, right? That's right. Yeah. If we're talking Eldar, I'm there. <laughs> in that one we actually do go into uh, paths and talk a little bit more about how path functions, um, as well as all the different kinds of paths that are more essential to Eldar life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we did it. That's the one. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. So the path of the seer is uh, the witch path. It is one of the many paths that the Eldar can walk, but is usually chosen later in their lives. Uh, this is uh, because it deals with the Elders. This can't connect. Nascent. 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 Yeah. Connection to the warp and a level of maturity and experience is required to survive this. The earlier the path, the path can be walked is after mastering at least one path. But, you know, you could do it anytime. Yeah, it's a weird, it's one of those weird things, like, if you were to write a story about an Eldar who his first path was the power of the seer, like, we'd say, like, oh, he better die on that path. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he could do it. <laughs> yeah, this path is very dangerous, because basically, you're, you're opening yourself up to psychic potential. Yeah. So you're opening yourself up to the demons of the warp. And yeah, it just has yeah high potential to go very wrong. Yeah, because Eldar spend their entire lives blocking themselves off from their psychic connection to the warp, and that's why they they have these paths. They put up walls uh, over their entire life, and then they like when they go are on a path, they open a very small section of that wall to access part of their emotional hmm. connection to the warp. But this path effectively teaches you how to just break down all of that. So if you're not mature enough to deal with touching the warp, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Go do some other path for a while until you gain some experience <clears throat> yeah. in dealing with emotions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the Eldar on this path are called Seers, uh, but they also have other titles depending on the type of focus of the path that you're on. I think this is going to be one of those things that we just say path. Yeah. So much. Path, trails, yeah. so branches. Just, so what you're saying is, is that on the path of the seer, yeah. those Eldars are seers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but also. I'm just making sure. You got it, Jordan. Also, you can, be, you can be a warlock. Like people will call you a warlock, but technically you're a seer. Okay. Right. People will call you a far seer, but technically you're still a seer. Yeah. And that's all I'm trying to say is that mm-hmm. there's there's different branches along this path. Yeah. Yeah. Um so a seer spends much of their time meditating, 
uh, upon the warp and the flows within it, and they manifest powers in many different ways and for many different purposes. Yeah, and a, a couple things to note about the path of the seer, and I know we're not going into all the other paths, but as, as far as these paths go, the path of the seer is the most difficult path to walk or travel, and it is the least traveled yes, out of all the, the paths most rare. that the Eldar take. Uh, and so because of their close connection to the warp while on this path, they're at greater risk of attacking, attracting the attention of demons and warp creatures. Yeah. So that an, makes it the most dangerous. Another reason yeah. why a lot of people don't do it, right? There's yeah. just so much risk involved yeah. for your soul mm-hmm. and for just the safety of the people around you. Do, do you think um, to even become one, like you have to like maybe get the approval of other farseers? Like you have to like go seek other farseers and like have them be like, I think you're ready. Or do you think it's still a very personal choice that the Eldar makes when he thinks he's ready? Um. The one example I do have, uh, the Farseer kind of forced her to take the path. Hmm. So in the path of the Seer, her psychic powers were growing beyond the walls that she had built. Yeah. And so he was like, he's like forced her. He's like, you need to come on this path. Leave the path you're on and come to me and I'll show you how to properly protect yourself and those around you. And she denied it for a little bit. Um, so I think there's like one where like a farseer who's looking at fate, he's going to manipulate fate to how he wants. He could just pull whoever he wants and force them to go on the path. Sure. But I also do think that like someone might go on the path, but I think also that if a farseer doesn't accept them as their student, then either they're going like they're being willful and they have to like leave the craft world maybe because yeah. it just why would they allow you to tamper with the warp if they don't want to show you how to do it yeah right so get out of here and go practice that somewhere else you hillbilly hippie mm, of course yeah yeah okay fair enough um because of their close connection to the warp on the past we yeah, yeah i read peter that. just said yeah that. Ah, interesting perfect <clears throat> uh so one of the things that uh these seers use is psychic runes and so they channel the power of the warp through these runes, which are wraithbone talismans that act as an anchor and a focal point for the caster. And honestly, this is one of the coolest things about Seers, uh, not only in like um, how it works, but also just physically when you look at them and like what it takes. Like these just they they add that aesthetic to like what a seer is that just is really a very cool. Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, just, I really like psychic, cool. I like psychic runes. I think they're cool. Like other psychers are just like, hey, let me plunge my hands into the warp and yeah. try and make something happen. Yeah, and elder are like, no, 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 that's not how we do it here. Yeah, and the reason why they do this is because as well as being a focal point for power, they also act as a fuse of sorts um, for the seer. If too much energy is being drawn out by the seer, the rune will start to glow. Uh, heat up and eventually explode so instead of the seer's head exploding that rune is just going to explode yeah it's like a warning bell like when the when the runes start to like glow you're like oh geez like i'm pulling too much power out of the warp i better tone it down because yeah eventually they'll just explode on you which is very cool because it just it's a safety net effectively like no other race has that really yeah well some others do 
space marine librarians say of like psychic, the psychic hoods, hoods and stuff that kind of protect them and i thought that that's an amplification tool i didn't know it was a protection tool it does both oh interesting yeah and we need to do an episode on uh space marine librarians on specifically what? primaris i've never heard of any of those no things. we need to do it on primaris librarians <laughs> oh god <laughs> primaris psychers or primary there we go that's yes. the one yes. yeah not um, to be confused with primaris marines or primaris, primaris um titan no they... uh starts with O, doesn't it oh i don't know <laughs> We're doing it. We're rambling. (laughs) That's the one. Uh, So back to Psychic Ruins and Seers. Each seer is given a personalized rune at the beginning of their journey on the path. And this rune unlocks the greater psychic potential and abilities within that Eldar. So it sounds like this rune allows them to overcome the walls that they've, the psychic blocks that they've put up their entire life yeah so this is like this rune is like the one of the most important ones ever because it allows you to actually manipulate and connect with the warp yeah yeah now that's a a personalized rune do you think that's like a new rune that's created for that purpose it is so for each individual because then there's other runes that are like thousands of years old and that are passed down from person to person but there's a personalized one that is tied to their specific yeah. like psychic. It, it might, yeah, it might even be like to their personality too. Where like if you have like a really hot headed one, that rune might be like temperance. You know, like it, yeah. In in the book, the path of the seer, she goes to the bone singer with the farseer, and they request like she's she's looking for her first rune, and he's like, yeah, I'll carve it for you. Okay. But all of the other ones are just given to her. But this was like a very special like moment for her. So I like, and that's the example we have. In, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, but but other runes I do think are much more of a general focus. It's it's once you're in the warp, these runes help you manipulate it. But actually, protecting yourself and getting into there is what this first rune does. Right, and because the Eldar are so old, and these runes are made of wraithbone, they're they're not just popping off and unless being destroyed you explode all them. the time. Yeah, but and, yeah, like wraithbone. In which case, they're probably like... going to usher you along to a different <laughs> path yeah, pretty quickly. Ooh. Oh, that's your Ooh. second rune that you've gone through. Yeah. Oh, back In to the path days. of the artisan. <laughs> yeah, yeah the like path of the healer. Wraithbone is like uh, self-repairing. So like some of these runes could be thousands of years old. Like it's not, they're not degrading. Yeah, so. unless for some reason they're destroyed by other means. They're yeah. not just withering away. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, unless it was corrupted. Is that a thing? I don't know, but I just like to think that. <laughs> like, what if some some demon is like corrupting the runes on like this like one craft world? Well, then that rune is not doing its job of protecting the user. I'm just thinking of Elantris. You know how like Elantris, all the magic in that world just fails and fizzles, and it doesn't do the right thing. What if that like corruption and sickness? Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about. Wow, um, I've never seen the man so excited before. I that could be a really cool thing. And so like they can't use psychic powers on this craft world. Because every time they do, like something drastically terrible happens, and they have no idea why. Well, they got a horrible bone singer making. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. They they're like burning them at this stage. Well, also their farseers are doing a terrible. They don't job. have a farseer. I don't know. I haven't thought this out yet. <laughs> We're gonna get there. Uh-huh. Though. Uh, so okay. each time you master a specific rune, more and more are added to the seer's repertoire until they have mastered a multitude of spells. For lack of a better word, like they effectively not, are spells, yeah, but you know. it's. Some runes are going to be like rune of fire, and yeah. then you know you're able to like conjure fire, and then you might master that. And once you do that, then you're going to you know get ball, and then you're going to use the two runes together to use fireball. Yeah, or wow. like the the it's 
it's each rune represents like a single thing. Yeah. And so when you learn one rune and you learn another rune and then eventually you learn to combine runes yeah. to just create these things. So, oh, I, I'll just read the next point actually. Uh, each rune <laughs> performs a single task and especially for novices, these runes are simple and easy to control. As the seer's power grows, so too does their runic collection, allowing them to string together many different runes for complex spells. Mm. This is a very cool idea. It's that it's another way like, hey, we don't expect you to summon a lightning bolt on day two. Yeah. Um, so please first it? learn to just... Static. <laughs> Maybe. Probably, yeah. Sure, yeah. I'll do that without the warp right now, Mark. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Yeah. Seer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, these rooms are normally sewn into the clothing of the seer, although they can be kept in a number of different ways, in a bag, on a staff, or the hilt of a weapon, yeah. um, floating around them potentially. Oh, if, that's that's my favorite way to to view it. Yeah, they're just floating around, and then like they pull them out of the air when they need to use them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so they're like they're focal points, right? So it, imagine like Avatar, yeah. right, where Aang, he had like all the elements like floating around him, so all like now, the Now, is this runes. in the same universe as the other universe that was in 40k? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're Elantris, all in 40K. Avatar. Yeah. Exactly. So at Hogwarts School of Wizardry. <laughs> well, that's actually what I was picturing before was the wands. Was how you get your that. wand totally is like how you get your rune. Yeah. Uh, Especially if they're like thousands of years old. I was kind of thinking that. Too. If it wasn't yeah. like a personalized like bone singer like making something specifically. But yeah. Like the, the rune chooses the seal. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I just sold the last rune. It had way, I don't know, it doesn't matter. But yeah, like, so since they're like a focal point, I like to imagine them like maybe they're swirling around you or whatever. And the spell you want to create or the effect you're going for, these runes just like will flip into the, like the, the front of you. And all of a sudden, um, yeah, just like the energies will focus through these runes yeah. that are right in front of you. And then yeah. the spell is affected and then they just go back to. Uh, thank you, Peter. The this lid was underneath it. <laughs> I know, but it's this candle is so hot. Oh, I think that if I, oh, I see grab what's it, happening now. Okay, it's, uh, that good, might not. Good be thing a, I privately wrote you a message. A good to idea. not disturb the podcast. <laughs> to, to then disturb, <laughs> and then I. That's right. Love it. That's right. No, yeah. The, the once you get a video camera, <laughs> people would have seen that. Yeah, that that's, that's a clip everything. right there. Yeah. Edit that out so we can do that later, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it'll be a good bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the idea of these runes kind of just reinforcing your connection to the warp and having them necessary every time you cast is just very cool. So yeah, it's a cool visual. Yeah, this is one of like it's one of the reasons I love these like the idea of these runes. Yeah, it, it's cool too because on the models you actually see them until like I just read like this with you the other day. I thought they were more just like trinkets. I didn't know that they were actually like. A thing, okay. Like, because when you look at any forty k, they're all ordin ordinated or yeah. minted. Like, like you might look at a psychic hood and not realize what it actually yeah. does. But like, even like if you look at the shin of a space marine, they'll have like an aquila on it. Where if you look at the shin of a, a seer, they might have a rune on it. I thought it was just ornamentation and not actually a thing. Okay, you know, I didn't know they actually used. They had like, a purpose. Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought it might have just been like part of their elder language or something. Cool. Yeah, but. No, it's yeah. very or just cool. like skulls on exactly. everything. Exactly, skulls like, everywhere. Yeah, I thought runes that was just everywhere. A, 
aesthetic, you know, yeah, not yeah. actually that they that were was just like the these... Sears thing, or, or mm-hmm. it was like a secret language they knew, or whatever. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you know. but it's cool to know that they like if actually, they don't have these the runes. Yeah, yeah, they're effectively very like muted. Like they don't, they will not normally attempt to cast without the runes. No, because it's very dangerous for them. Yeah, because it's just like, uh, hey, you... hello, Slanesh. Like I'm right here. Do you think they can even yes. cast without these runes? I do. Yeah? Okay. Especially like Farseers, sure. who have spent so long in the warp. I think any Eldar is capable of actually breaking down those I, I, walls. I guess, yeah, and you're plunging just... themselves into the warp, but it's yeah. you're just lost in the current at that point because you're so attached to it. Yeah, right. The Eldar just everything they do is so much more magnified. Yeah, there, so. any any Eldar could reach out to the warp and pull from it. It's the runes that give them safety. That's exactly, why and a fo- it's, not, it's a focus. It's yeah. not the runes that give them the ability. It's the runes that give them the safety. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's more like training wheels almost. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a focus, it's a starting point, but I don't think you're like tied to the rune, uh, especially if you've mastered it. No, you right? still use them. Sure, but I, almost like as a tool that just makes it simpler. Yeah, but not that yes. you sure. like can't do it without it. Yeah. Of course, it's you just, yes, it's one of those things where if you had to, you could. Right, but you run the risk. I could make a fire, but the lighter is a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I could make, you know. A nuclear bomb. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> but no, Eric, you cannot. Just stealing one is easier. <laughs> Not today, NSA. <laughs> uh, runes nice are also try, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Out of my so way, sure. CIA. Yeah. <laughs> now, Peter, you got something for, for us? the Homeland Security or something? Uh, DEA. I, I would... Let's do an ice Peter's trafficking drugs. Mm-hmm. Ice? Oh, yep. immigration? Mm-hmm. Hot ice. button issues. <laughs> <laughs> and your official stance on that was... We're not even American. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is true. All right. So we can say whatever we want. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have no power here. <laughs> uh, runes are connected <laughs> to the wraithbone of their craft world, allowing living seers to commune with the dead spirits contained within. Uh, and the function of this is not entirely clear. So there's a, a couple ways that this could go. Uh, one is that it's just a psychic connection through the Wraithbone. Uh, but then there's there are specialized runes that are used for spirit seers and far seers. And this is kind of conjecture for us. There's nothing like this was kind of a throwaway line in our research. Like, oh, it allows them to connect with like spirits in the infinity yeah. circuit. But it doesn't really say how. Yeah. Well, and one thing we haven't really talked about with these runes is that there's runes, but then there's also the spirit stones. And so, like, the runes provide protection for the seers, but the spirit stones also have some form of protection in them as well. So, yeah, the spirit stones are more so when you die, your soul gets sucked. It's a vacuum. You have to place your soul within the spirit stone so it doesn't go into the warp. But that's when you die. So your your body ceases to exist. It no longer is able to hold your soul. So it's pro- yeah, it's protection it from. But when you're like, but not as you're living, as you're affecting the warp, the spirit stone doesn't do anything. It's only when you die that that spirit stone does something. But the the ruins will protect you while you're alive, channeling in the warp. Yeah. Um. So there's one. The one thought we had was, well, what if it's just the fact that wraithbone or psychic runes are made from wraithbone and infinity circuits are made from wraithbone yeah and so it just has like a connection to each other and as we get later in the episode we even talk about how like the whole ship is made the whole craft world is made of wraithbone and spirits flow through the whole craft Mm -hmm. world not just the infinity circuit so it's quite possible that yeah like 
any wraith bone grown from like the wraith bone of the infinity circuit that they then used to make a rune could then yeah could contain. could effectively they're connected exactly. on some level that we just can't see yeah so it's not like you can then talk to craft other infinity circuit craft world yeah most that. likely it would it, just be your own craft world's connection because it has that same initial wraith bone yeah um and then yeah the other one is just that specialized rune where yeah, it's literally if? a rune of communication of dead or, or yeah, you, exactly. you, are, you get you have like a bunch of runes and you specifically know how to focus them together to affect this yeah so but the spirit stones can hold the souls of dead seers yeah who then communicate with you but those are still in the infinity circuit and guide you on the path like those yeah. but they're wearing those mm. spirit stones spirit are not? seers are yeah some seers are you can wear them because like you can take any spirit stone out yeah. of the infinity and that's circuit what's, and wear it. Yeah, if you're a spirit seer, I don't think anyone can do that. Because well, well, anyone could wear it. Sure, is a is a better mm. way to say it. like anyone can hold a stone. I, that I has do. A I do know though. Seer in it. I do know that uh, when the stone is placed in the infinity circuit, yep. the spirit then leaves that stone and joins the infinity circuit. Yep. And yes. the, it is the spirit seer's job to, to like. F- single out yeah. that soul within the infinity circuit and bring yeah. them back to their stone. Yeah. So you can't just pluck a stone from the infinity <clears> circuit <throat> and attempt to communicate with them because there will be no soul in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So you yeah. actually have to be able to communicate with them and draw them out. Yeah, for sure. But once it's that. drawn out. Yeah, then anyone could do it. I mean, Exarchs have a very similar function in that way and Phoenix Lords do too. Right? Where they also carry around the souls of other people and communicate with them yeah because yeah that like the spirit guide or whatever in the stone can can help you in how you're controlling and dealing with the warp Mm -hmm. like they can help you to focus yeah they can tell you what to do but then they can also seemingly manipulate it to some extent i do know that like you can draw upon their power reserve because they are a connection to the warp and having mm-hmm. those spirit stones around you can increase your ability to like cast things and, and increase like the power and like the efficacy and stuff. But I do also know that I like, that's not very common. Like in the, in like the book, the path of the sea or like not once do they ever do that. Mm. Like, I, I think it's more of like, um, like a risk thing as well. Like if that seer dies, who's carrying it and he's like in the middle of nowhere, what happens to all those spirit guides now that he has? Like, are they lost? Like I just, I could see it happening, but I, I don't see it happening all the yeah. time. Yeah. You definitely wouldn't want to take well, one in a battle. But yeah. No. I think this is more of like but a training. It also kind of does. You would do that. Depends on what it's path like Wraith guard. It's like Wraith guard. No, right? it depends on what path of the seer you're on. Like, well, if you're a far seer or a warlock, why wouldn't you do that? Those are the only two paths out of sure. ten, ten different paths. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I could see those people bringing them into battle when they absolutely have to. Sure, 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 sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Wild times. Good stuff. Yeah. So it's both the runes and then these spirit stones and spirit guides of the dead ancestors or whoever you have. That's both of those things are helping to yeah. train you, protect you as you're kind of especially first taking your steps down that path. Yeah, for sure. Hm. Yeah, that makes sense. So that, um, that's uh, Psychic Runes. Runecraft. 
Yeah, that's that's what it's called. It's called Runecraft. Jordan, don't laugh. Okay, okay. (laughs) Why so laugh? Why? Let's uh, now let's talk about what specifically different branches there are on this path. Trails, right? The different trails along the path. Mm -hmm. Yes, makes more sense. Different, Mm -hmm. more apt. Mm -hmm. Different branches in the tree. No, I'm I'm okay with that. Different twigs on the branch. There you go. Streams Different off outlets. Of the river. Yeah, that's what I was going for. I was going for a water analogy next. What's fingers on the hand. Oh, uh, what are the, the the fingers of fire? That's what they're called, right? Fingers like a single flame called a finger or a tongue. A tongue. Different tongues on the fire. That's right. How of many? Course, how yes, many tongues yes. in this fire? Oh my god! All you need is two. <laughs> two two tongues. All I've needed is two. <laughs> All I need is two. <laughs> Mm. okay (laughs) all right Mm. uh so the first uh branch we're going to talk about is spirit seers spirit seers are able to bridge the gap between the dead and the living communing with ancient spirits of the eldar residing in the infinity circuit yes And, and this kind of um i don't i don't know if this is just the crazy thought but so all these that we're talking about they're all seers right so when i when i originally like got the understanding i only thought these ones were the ones that are able to actually talk to the dead use that spirit stone as guides because they're spirits here like this is kind of their whole thing so i don't know if like warlocks could do this if healers could do this if you know a farseer even could do this well it's... a farseer definitely can because they're going to touch all these right no 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 we're no. gonna we go into that later how they're going to touch all of these different aspects maybe of being... eventually yeah eventually they are but going to not not a brand new one, sure, unless they came from the But anyways, so sure. I, I always see that these guys as a little more as like actually being able to commune with the dead because that's the yeah. whole thing and like talk to the spirit stones and stuff. So when I view it, like there's – I agree with you. Um, I just go – I think I go a little deeper on it in the fact that I think they're more able to enter the infinity circuit. Hmm. So if you have the spirit stone in front of you and you're touching it, you can communicate sure. with that stone. Just because yes. every Eldar psychic exactly. can just, right. Sure. But do you don't have the ability to go into the infinity circuit and gr- get that specific sure. soul and pull it right. in, and still keep your own sanity. Yeah. Right? So sure. I think that's a, a really big thing about spirit seers yeah. is that they're actually able to enter the infinity circuit and commune with the people inside of it okay. and then draw out what's necessary. Sure. I'm not an Eldar guy. I'm just a simple crook guy. So yeah, I don't yeah. know all the intricacies and cultural things about the Eldar. Well, I think I think that's their distinction. Because sure. like sure. anyone, no, and that makes sense to me. Yeah, and yeah. any Eldar is even able to access the Infinity Circuit. Sure. All Eldar, if they place their hand upon like the Wraith Bone, they feel some uh, some feeling of what the Infinity Circuit is and, and the power that's like inside of it. That's cool. But they're not able to communicate with right. these people because okay. it's just a mess of jumbled emotions and everything. Mm. They can't handle it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like hearing like a crowd and being able to pick out like a single voice. Superman. Interesting. Okay. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Spirit Man was a spirit seer. Superman. Spirit Man. Spirit Man. (laughs) Superman. Able to leap tall buildings and talk to people. (laughs) Spirit Man. Uh, So, spirit seers. They bridge the gap between the living and the dead. Yes. Uh, So, the very first spirit seer was a far seer from Craftworld Eanden, who was... uh, So, this is the legend, that he was so distraught at losing his lover... He plunged himself into the infinity circuit to be with her. And that's like the idea that like, oh, no, we're able to actually go in and like chat with them and hang out and have good times even after they're dead. (laughs) Good times. Well, I mean, like. Tell us more. I don't. (laughs) 
what they choose to do in the privacy <laughs> of the Infinity Circuit with hundreds of thousands of other Eldar around <laughs> is up to them, okay? Relax it when you watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a cool legend. Uh, one of the main duties of the Spirit Seers is to care for the Infinity Circuit and those who reside inside. They commune with the dead, asking for advice, calming them, or even rousing them to anger. I feel like we've tossed out Infinity Circuit a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. We should just give a quick one sentence what it is. Yeah, the Infinity Circuit is just the flow of Eldar souls that reside within the Craft World Wraithbone. So that's Perfect. where you, yeah, where you go when you hopefully where you go die. Hopefully where you and you're go. in your spirit yes. stone. An Eldar and dies. Goes, their soul is trapped in a spirit stone, and that spirit stone is placed in the crystal garden, crystal dome. Sure. Where, where is it that the Farseers go? Yeah. The crystal the Dome. Crystal Dome, yeah. So it's placed in there, and yeah. their, their stone attaches to the wraith bone, and their spirit then can go from the stone into the yeah. wraith bone, and they are part of the circuit now. Okay. It's, so the, it's infinity, the electricity that rose, runs through the wires. If the wires are... Is this analogy supposed to help me? Yeah, it is. You're an <laughs> like electrical, electricity wizard sorcerer level four. No, man. I'm a drywaller. <laughs> if... If the wires are the wraith bone, the <laughs> circuit still going is hard. the electricity and the <laughs> flow of energy that travels between it. And that's, that's all it is. So it so, can be okay. The, so that, basically, the, the circuit can be accessed anywhere wraith bone can be. Yeah, the infinity circuit is basically like the afterlife for the Eldar, yeah. unless unless you get eaten by Slanesh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a good time. Cool. Okay. Or sacrifice to you need. So yeah. So the the spirit sees. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> also not a great time <laughs> so uh the spirits here they just commune with the the people inside the infinity circuit cool yes uh in times of peace these spirits are used for their wisdom they offer guidance to those eldar that can communicate with them and in times of war or in great need these spirits can be plucked from the infinity circuit using their spirit stones and placed in large wraith bone constructs to protect the craft world or as peter said can go back into their stones to offer their power to others who are willing to wield them. Yeah, to guide other seers on paths and things like that. Uh, And I know, okay, I think we got into a big discussion about this on a a previous one, but that uh, plucking and placing, uh, is that a willing spirit Mm. or not? Is (laughs) this enforced uh, slavery (laughs) after death? Uh Uh-huh. or are they Do you remember where we landed willing? on that? Or with all arguments, did we just run out? Yeah, we probably split. I, the I table. think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Essentially, uh, there's probably more than enough that are willing yeah. within the Infinity Circuit to go into battle yeah, or to, just, you know, to do something other than just be on care the, about the Eldar race, right? And the big thing is, like, most of the dead Eldar are going to be dead because they're serving the path of the warrior. Sure, like. Because oh, yes, they don't yeah, die they of old forever. age, they yeah. don't die of sickness. The majority of them are going to be doing that, or just they died because of attacks or whatever. Because they were sure. just guardians, or of course. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah. So there, there's probably going to be more than enough willing. I agree that yeah. they don't have to force anyone to. But if they wanted to, I think they could force them. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that goes back to like something we talked about how um, they can calm the spirits within the wraith bone, sure. or even rouse them to anger. Like, these guys can go in and incite, like, the spirits and say, like, no, you're under attack. Like, rise up, protect your race. And even those normally, you know, um, calm and 
nonviolent spirits would even be roused to like, no, I have to protect the race and protect those who come after me. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot of power within these seers mm-hmm. that they they wield over the souls of the dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I should have waited one <laughs> one point. Hey, to use that line, <laughs> it's all good. reuse it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, during battle, the seers will also move with the race constructs and guide them. Mm-hmm. The, the wraith constructs they suffer from what's called spirit sight, phantom or wraith, wraith sight. Yeah, where it's just like you know they it's like see a, it's a phantom this, haze. Yeah, they see the world in the haze. Everything's not quite clear. So because they're dead. Yeah, usually. Yeah. <laughs> so that just kind of helps. <laughs> Everything's <them>. changed here, <laughs> man. This wasn't here before, <laughs> Jerry. You so died different. two days ago. <laughs> um, the one, my one buddy Matt. Um, so hit name dropping for the podcast. <laughs> well, he was is on. Matt a listener? He was on last yeah. week. No, two weeks. Two weeks. Two ago. weeks ago. He, he flew from the UK to. All right, that that's me. worth a name drop. Yeah, yeah. All right. So he did an all wraith army, and the the premise of it was basically like, um, the Eldar in the world are pacifists, so all the Eldar they don't want to fight. So then the Infinity Circuit, all the wraiths inside, are like they're getting mad. Sure. These young kids, they don't know how to go to war. <laughs> Back in my day, you know, so they're basically a bunch of old World War II vets, you know, yelling yeah, at nice. the young hippies. The so, millennial yeah. Eldar of today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the models are also really cool because there's, there's ghosts like flying around his models. Yeah, he's like a really him. good modeler. Yeah, he's good. Good yeah. painter too. But yeah, it's just like they're writhing and like they're just super angry. Um, yeah, so he, the only elder he has in his army is a spirit seer, like Very to help cool. calm them. Nice, just desperate to yeah. try and bring some order to these raging <laughs> exactly. robots. Yeah. Uh, so spirit seers, spirit seers walk a fine line in elder culture, as the act of raising the dead is so close to necromancy that they must guard their minds against the allure of power that comes with commanding undead legions. Just that, that's a very cool thing to think about. Like I had never even entertained this idea that like oh man like what if an like what if an eldar just gets tempted and all of a sudden they're like no i'm gonna i'm gonna bring out all these thousands of souls and like rise up and have like all these wraith guard because they're at like your command yeah right as good as it can be yeah like that's very cool to think like no this is a real battle for them in their mind like do you think this mindset has slightly shifted now with with you need you need and your nari do you well? Because do you think that anyone who agrees with this act of the raising dead would just go and join the Yanari and abandon the craft world? It depends on like the guy, I guess. Yeah, I couldn't say one way or the other. I like, I I I could I, see I, it going both ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, that is a good point. Like, I, I guess if they're okay with, yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah. Sure. If they if sure. they support it, yeah. Then they're going to go join the Inari. Yeah. If they're just okay with it, they're probably just going to keep living their life as they were living sure. their life, right? And yeah. continue to not, like, enjoy this aspect. Sure. Because, like, the Inari are, like, practicing, like, full-on necromancy. Like, Yeah, they're raising people back from the dead into <laughs> yeah. living bodies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. AKA <laughs> rowboat. <laughs> just kidding. He was never dead. <laughs> oh. Only in our hearts. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, that's that's spirit kind of spirit seers. Yeah, they're wild. Very cool. Yeah. Yep. Just imagine. Just raising undead legions back oh. into robots. Oh, I was just gonna say spending all your time with old folks. Oh. Just here at ten thousand. But what if they were your friends as well? <laughs> oh yeah, because you're guess, an old folk yeah, too, you're, though. You're yeah, everybody years old. old. I suppose. I suppose. There's not a lot of young guns walking around. Yes, okay, fair enough. <laughs> 
I just pictured having a hangout with like Jordan alone, you know, and it's just <laughs> like he's so old I can't relate type thing. But yeah. No, it's just you're dead mm. in the infinity circuit, uh-huh. but continuing the podcast. Oh god. <laughs> By myself? <laughs> no, it's because Eric is a spirit oh, seer, no. <laughs> and he's just going in to talk to you. And every uh, time Mark's just like, "Hey!" Like every time he sees me like so join excited. the circuit, he's That's like, right. "Oh my gosh!" Like let's do another episode. <laughs> Eric has entered the chat. Yes. <laughs> oh, Eric. That's what it would be. Like Mark, no, I just came to talk to someone. Oh, Mark, please, no, Mark. Oh. <laughs> Mark, I have other things I need to do. Okay, maybe that's a better thing. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah. Up next, we're going to talk about Thought Talkers. Oh, great name. Yeah. <laughs> great name, Thought Talkers. Thought, like T-H-O-T. That's right. <laughs> they only talk to thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> These seers bend their psychic abilities uh, to communicating with other races that do not speak the Eldar language. Yeah. So they're specifically using their psychic abilities to, like, translate. Yeah. Uh, so they are highly specialized seers, and they're even able to uh, read an individual's resonance within the warp. Yeah. So the easiest way to kind of picture this is like someone's aura, if you're into that kind of witchcraft mm-hmm. and black magic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, someone's like, oh, I just their aura was just off today. You know, it was a little blue. Like <laughs> the like a thought talker could actually see that representation and yeah. understand like even though the words coming out of the, um, out of their mouth say one thing, yeah. their aura is saying something else. Yeah. So what you're saying is they're only into natural medicine, <laughs> naturopaths, yeah. and holistic. Mm-hmm. They believe in you as a whole, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. That's why and they, they do like a lot of ayahuasca or something. <laughs> Man, that would be. I'm a thought talker now. <laughs> it's a spirit journey, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the way the reasons that this is really useful uh, is because they are often ambassadors or interpreters to other Xenos races. Yeah. So if you don't understand the body language of like another race, you don't understand the language. Well, they yeah, might not the, even speak. Yeah, the translating right. thing is like a, obviously a very useful tool yeah. to help. But even like, yeah, like you're right. If they don't speak, you can read what they're feeling through that thing. Or if yeah. they're if their words coming out say one thing, and all of a sudden their body language says another, you can read the warp. And just, they have a lot of tools you, for sure. Yeah, to understand how someone is trying to communicate with yeah. them. So pretty cool. Yeah, very specialized though. Like, that's all you do is just translate and read, like, auras. Yeah. Hmm. Worthwhile, I guess. Yeah. Uh, warlocks. Mm. Moth. My, my favorite. The majority of the Eldar race cannot manifest their psychic powers in any meaningful way during combat, but warlocks are the exception. Yeah, and that's specifically because of the psychic blocks they've yeah. placed around yeah. themselves. Exactly. Uh this path is only available to those Eldar that have already walked upon the path of the warrior mm. and, like, mastered it. Yeah. Uh, warlocks are doubly in danger, as not only do they contend with the powers of the warp, but they use them in battle, where Cain's rage threatens to constantly destroy them. Yeah. No, so, that's a cool thought. Yeah, it's like they're fighting two fronts at once, yeah. right? They're yeah. they're in battle, so yeah. they're con- there's you know bolts are flying at them <laughs> yeah. and las cannons and yeah. and that, whatnot, and then they have to struggle against the warp, yeah, right, and then they have to struggle against their rage and anger at being in battle. So yeah. how how do they how do they uh, survive that, Peter? 
Uh, well, when you walk the path of the warrior, you don a war mask. Mm. And uh, so warlocks also wear a uh, war mask. That uh, These ones are kept in the shrine uh, of their warrior path and are cared for by the Exarch until the warlock comes to don it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to know that they still have a really strong connection to the shrine that they came out of. Even going back to the shrine when other aspect warriors are preparing for battle yeah. and not even joining them. They just go there, like help them don war masks, mm. like are part of the ritual, yeah. and then they might not even join the battle themselves. Yeah. So it's like a very strong brotherhood. I wonder how for how many other Eldar if you move on from the path of the warrior, you would still have like a great affinity for the group of warriors that you were with, right? Like even for like people who serve in like a specific field of the military, like even if they're yeah. not in that field anymore. Yeah, Semper Fi. Right. They continue <laughs> yeah. to have great affection for that specific field. And I could see that happening in with the Eldar as well. Even if you did yeah. go on to become a warlock or you're doing something else. Yeah. I think yeah. you could easily see both. You could see someone who is uh, maybe ashamed or scared or terrified of what they did while they were like in the war mask. And they yeah, never but- they never want to visit any aspect of that themselves again. And you could also have the people who felt like they had meaningful relationships and contacts while they were there. I see either. Sure, but the intention of the war mask is to prevent them from like closely remembering or being haunted by the atrocities that they might commit. But it happens. Sure. Like could there still be like a sort of like warp resonance, if you will, from the events that happened while you're almost like it if someone experiences some like kind PTSD. of trauma. Yeah. Like, could they have some kind of resonance? Yeah. What if your war mask is just incomplete or it's there's a crack in it? Or if you're just fighting hordes of demons 24 seconds. Yeah, and like, it just it the wears war mask down. Is, isn't good enough. Yeah. I, I could definitely see it. Yeah. yeah you, can, you can be in, like, it's not perfect, right? Sure. But obviously, some people vast, give into their rage. I, and the vast majority of people. I see either. Sure. Like, the I whole point theater, but. of the war mask is that they've created this for that specific reason. So that this isn't continually happening. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's cool too. Like uh, you don't see this on, on the models on tabletop, but it would be cool to see like, so they go back to the original shrine that they served with and they don that war mask. So it'd be cool to see like. Well, there are, there are special, uh, there are special psychic war masks. Yeah. They, they have very specific ones that aren't necessarily modeled after their other ones. But, but I think it would be way cooler yeah. if you put on the same mask yeah. that you, you had while you were there. Yeah, exactly. Like you would go put on like a howling banshee one if you served with the howling banshee. Yeah, so you're now a psyker, you so you're wearing different clothes and yeah. everything and a staff or a blade or yeah, whatever. And then you still got that howling banshee mask or whatever. It'd just be a cool little modeling thing. It just you know, if the warlock was the lead the warlord of your army, you'd just give him a good way to like tell a story of where he's kind of been, you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or or if you specifically only use like howling banshees in your army or, or whatever just yeah. also toss a howling banshee mask on yeah. that warlock yeah but it's because they they um they also put them on at the same time yeah so they will go into the shrine during time of war and put their war mask on at the same time as all their other warriors and that's where like that brotherhood yeah. aspect yeah. comes into it because they're still technically a part of the shrine yeah. they right. never fully left it and it's very ritualized yeah. and they're doing that yeah with their battle brothers or sisters yeah. Their battle Eldar. 
compatriots. Battle compatriots. <laughs> Battle comrades. Yeah. So warlocks, though, even though they go back to their shrine and they they don all don that helmet and stuff, they don't don any of the war gear from that shrine or anything. Yeah. Because warlocks, their use is they're able to conjure a variety of powers. Um, but all their runes focus on the field of battle. So they're not like spirit series. Like this path is all about battle. Mm-hmm. So they focus on destruction or protection, or both. You know, a little they, bit of column A, a little you, bit of column B. You know, as they become better and better, they start getting more and more. So we're gonna read through some of the psychic powers that they have. But really, you could come up with anything that they could do. This is just what they do on tabletop. Yeah, this is just the tabletop. But yeah, like they're able to do you know whatever the story wants them to do. So as long as it's involved in battle. Yeah, exactly. That's what they focus on. That's what they practice with their yeah. runes. So um, there's conceal, which, you know, you hide your friends. And then there's reveal, where you could, you know, they're hiding behind a wall and you make the wall invisible with your psychic power so you, all your warriors can then see behind the wall, you know. <gasps> Embolden. Warp sight. Is that kind of what that is? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Embolden, you know, it just amplifies everyone's courage around you. You know, you... You calm the psychic air around them so yeah. no one feels nervous. Or, There's no tension. You, or you just a- agitate them more, make them more courageous. Sure. A little blinded sure. to what's really in front of them so sure. they're not they're not so scared. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then horrify so they, they counter that and, you know, scare their enemy. Um, enhance. So they're psychically enhanced their, their, their men, you know, whether it's strength exactly, or speed. Uh, yeah. Or, accuracy. Yeah. And then on the flip, you could drain your enemies yeah so. make them weaker yeah. slower they can't hit as fast protect so you erect some type of psychic wall in front of them that repels bullets or jinx where you cloud your enemy's mind so they can't shoot as well and yeah they can't see everything can't dodge as well can't yeah. see the battlefield as well uh quicken just makes them quicker better <laughs> reaction time it might even <laughs> give them like a little bit of foresight just Oh, that's interesting. You know, it like kind of opens them up to like the schemes, just like the tiniest bit, just so they kind of have a little bit. Of, I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Um, and on the flip side, restrain, where you just block the ability, the enemy's ability to kind of think. Mm-hmm. Empower, um, kind of you know just empower is a strength thing. Yeah. It just it really makes every time you hit in melee way more effective. Oh, stats. We're going into well. Stats, it's are just we? that's like. How many D six do they get? <laughs> That's effectively what a power does, but yeah, it, yeah. it should just like uh, it's like a physical embolstering, yeah. though. It, it has nothing to do with like your senses or anything. Yeah. And then enervate is just the opposite. It just drains like yeah. the physical yeah. life force from people. Yeah. And then there there's warp blast too that um, warlocks will master and. You know, this is effectively any energy that you yeah. direct out of the warp, whether it yeah. shows up as a fireball yeah. or a lightning bolt or a ice. blast, ice, sure, Earth? whatever, fire, water, <laughs> everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, that's effectively like Games Workshop calls this smite. Yeah, but it really could be anything. Yeah, it's and that's the thing about these powers. That's directed. Like, yeah, the warlocks are master. You know, could master hundreds of runes in their lifetime that could do a whole manner of different battlefield things they might even craft their own well they wouldn't craft but they might they might get some crafted for them yeah specifically to do a specific thing in the battle that just happened to be that plot point you needed to solve so yeah it's perfect like that as long as it's related to battle yeah yeah they don't want no translation rune yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> in battle they also wield 
uh, witch blades, which are just like a type of blade where they're able to channel their psychic energy through. Yeah, just another focus point for yep. their warp power. They use singing spears, which were pretty cool when I found out about them. Yeah. Uh, they're like a power weapon, but you can throw it, and it comes back to your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like Thor's hammer. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Uh, and then, yeah, they use shuriken pistols, and they have their own type of, like, rune armor. Which, like, rune armor can only be assumed that it's covered in, like, protective runes, right? That just symbolize, like, protection. And then when you're channeling, it just protects your body, like, effectively like a barrier. It's kind of yeah. cool. And it's uh, made in part of, like, Wraithbone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, most of their armor is, but yeah. Ooh, it's pretty cool. I like rune armor. Um, so the other thing about warlocks is sometimes they'll actually gather together in a conclave, and uh, this grouping of battle psychers can combine their powers to create truly devastating effects. Very cool. It, yeah, they kind of like their minds kind of like work together and flow, and warp is a crazy, wonderful thing. <laughs> and only when we all open our minds to it can, <laughs> can it truly flow well. through us. Wow, <sighs> I never knew. <laughs> Yeah, Warlocks are sweet. Um, next up, we got the Wayseers. Mm. Wayseers are responsible for opening and maintaining webway portals. Yeah, um, we don't know exactly the extent of a Wayseer's powers. Uh, really, the only place we found evidence for them was on like the Wikia, which we kind of take for like a grain of salt. I think I almost trust 1D4chan more than the Wikia. Yeah. And I don't trust 1D4chan. <laughs> oh, Bolter and Chainsword for me over, over Wikia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and we do have evidence of Farseers opening up webway portals, but more on that when we actually get to Farseers. Yeah. But I did have an interesting thought about Wayseers, but it also looks like you do too, Peter. Well, I just think they're funny. Like, if, if this is really their main job, they're essentially the Eldar doorman. Like they're like uh in like old like fancy apartment buildings when you just have like an elevator like uh -huh. guy who just ran the it's, elevator it's up and down. The, what's the Budapest Hotel? Yeah, that's yes. that's their whole job is they just yeah. wait around right. until somebody needs I may have a way a to webway. make this cool. Oh yeah. Well they got uh, battle lasers. To, on be, their to be fair, they are like almost an important infrastructure. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because but the idea is that like shouldn't anyone be able to do so this? So really they're more like bus drivers. Well yeah, like so, so are they actually needed though? Can any So anyone seer? a far seer can definitely do it, because we okay. have evidence of that. But we don't know if a warlock can do it because a warlock is focusing only on battle yeah. things. Yeah, and, right? and we'll get into it more with far seers, but far seers have they're like the last pa uh, last trail along the path of the seer. You've already mastered another one of these yeah. paths. And you're lost now and you yeah. can't leave it. So like so. it's possible that that far seer who opened it was at one point a way seer. And but, that's why he was able to do it. But like every far seer, if they live long enough, will touch all of these things. Yeah. Okay. I, as long as we make that clear. Yeah. To me though, it, it does seem like there should be the ability for you to not be lost on the path. And to be able to open these... Yeah, like a Wayseer. Yeah, yeah like but, that, a yeah. Wayseer but here's, should exist. Here's what I think. It makes sense. Here's what I think. Uh, if you just have one little ship and you're opening a portal into the webway, that's small, right? Maybe 200 feet up. Small beans. 200, right? It's, it's, a, sure. it's psychic power, but who among most us people, could not Most do it. seers are commanding <laughs> enough table. power to do that. But think about opening a webway portal for a craft world. Yeah. How, how much energy... How much warp power do you actually have to command to open up a portal 
for something that's as big as a planet. That's where I think wayseers come in. Yeah, it seems like another that. very specialized thing, and it almost seems like I don't think a wayseer alone has enough power to do that. It just doesn't seem realistic to Why? me. It just there's no like, like what only only powerful wayseers like only people who are able to command like insane amounts of energy are able to do that. Like the what you see other people do like like spirit seers. They commune with dead people. Yeah. Like how, like what, what's the power level? They're necromancers. Like what, what's the amount of warp energy that requires for them to slip into the infinity circuit and stay sane, right? Or a warlock to bolster his enemies. Like what's the power level to do that? But when you, on something of a scale of a craft world to do that seems very, very powerful to me. And I don't think they can do it alone. Sure. Just doesn't seem like there's any other powers out there sure, that also show us. I think they're still just getting help from other wayseers. Potentially, or, or they're using the psychic power of the craft world itself. Or that. Which seems very cool yeah. to me to also, yeah. you're, you're commanding the power yeah. of the infinity circuit, which would, like, that seems like it would yeah. take a lot of practice. And yeah. so if you're only focusing on doing yeah. that one thing, yeah. I just, I see a function of wayseers is to be in a big function. More than like I'm just I'm more impressed with them when I think of them opening craft yeah. world portals and I see a, a more usefulness to them in that than I do for tiny little raiding parties. Yeah. Because at that point it feels like almost anyone can do it. Because I don't think so though. No. No. I just. So here here's the weird thing about the path of the seer is you can go along this path you can become a bone singer then you could become a warlock then you could become a wayseer then you could become a healer right you're still not lost on the path yet. And then you leave the path and you're now a warrior, right? Like you could go through all these different steps any way you want. So it's possible that like uh, a warlock previously was a wayseer and that's why he might have that ability to do it. But I think ultimately you still have to have done the wayseer path. You're not just a warlock who's opening portals opening webway portals i think you still have to be trained in it well there's no evidence like i've never read any evidence of a warlock doing it or anyone right? for that matter farseers farseers but yeah. once again i think you have to have been a waste and, and you master it. the other but thing even, about paths that you talk about like like well, you and i have very different views on a path like for me once you're on the path of the warlock you no longer focus on any of the psychic abilities you learned as a bone singer no and i agree with and you and so you no longer learn you no longer focus on any of the things you learned as a wayseer either i don't think a, if you're focusing on warlock things sure, sure. i don't think you're doing any wayseer things at all no you wouldn't carry those runes with you yeah. for sure if if runes are required for it i don't know because the webway also it feels like anyone can tap into at any time I don't know. It it could just be. Uh, also, it could be that there's a lot of wayseers out there just helping people. Because yeah. when they do raiding parties, they're opening up like hundreds of portals to in the webway. Because yeah. something that they do is they'll come out and then they'll webway straight down to a planet, and they'll all come out in like different areas around the planet. That just seems like it requires such a large amount of wayseers yeah. for this being one of the rarest paths that people are on. Does it say that it's the rare. path of the seer? Oh, being sure. Being the most rare path, and then sure. there's just being one branch. But in yeah, path. but you know, you have one wayseer who opens up a portal that then has a thousand Eldar go through it. Is it really that rare? 
Well, they're all going through different portals, is what I'm trying to say. Like, so like ten port- Eldar are going through one portal, and ten are going through another. Yeah, and but- they're appearing like they're surrounding the city and appearing inside of sure. it. Sure, I, I think we're getting lost in the weeds here because could be that we just don't. The, the we thing don't know. is We don't have any evidence yeah. for any right. of this. It, it could very well be that like being a wayseer is like being a seer 101, where everybody's got to take the wayseer course because we're going to need a whole lot of portals later on and. You don't think so? I just don't see how that's how paths work. I just think that if you if you if there is a path that is something that is so specialized as just opening up these portals that are not going to happen all the time, mm-hmm. then yeah, it would make a lot more sense for people to have this ability but then it's go like, on to it's all like the other parts. After you graduate do. high school, everyone has to go in the military for two years. <laughs> if you join the path of the seer, you have to be a way seer for at least two cycles. Yeah, and again, you're the to. way that that would work is it's not necessarily something that's mandated by the Eldar, but it's just everybody knows this is for the good of our people. Yeah, it, this it, is something that's valuable. This is something we need. Yeah, yeah. We, so the we, value we is there to it do it. Previous episodes where it's like. You know, if the craft world is going to war, more people feel the path of the warrior. They feel that call. So, yeah, it's... They're kind of psychically led in that direction. Yeah. They're cool. I I would like some more information on them. Yeah. Seems interesting. I like solid information on them. Yeah. So many times with 40K, you get these one throwaway lines. You're like, that's actually a really cool idea. Like, yeah, it could be expanded on to, like, encompass some really cool things. Yeah. I think I'd prefer... I think I would prefer everyone to be able, like any seer, to be able to open up a portal into the webway. And I'd prefer for these ones to be left to harness like the energies required to transport a craft world. That's just how I think I'd prefer to see it. Peter, how would you prefer to see it? I just think like, isn't the webway supposed to be like so vast and so hard to understand and like that it would require quite a bit of study to just be able to open up these very specific portals from one point to another, especially when so little is understood even about the webway, right? So that's where I think like it makes sense for it to be like a specialized path that would take quite a bit of study or learning. Uh, But I just think that there's probably not a lot of people that are just walking that path as much as there's a lot of people who've walked that path before and retained the knowledge for it. Sure. Even though they're currently moved on to something else. Yeah. Hmm. The the other really big thing too that we have we haven't really touched on, we, we mentioned it as a throwaway again, is they also maintain these portals as well. They maintain the webway as well to some degree. So like Yeah, I guess that could give them a lot more to do than yeah, that 90% of the time where you're not opening portals yeah. is if you're maintaining it, you know, you're making sure the routes are still stable and mm. they're not collapsing. It could not... kind of be seen as like an explorer type deal too. Yeah, you to have to degree. go travel a little bit to find some area, see yeah. if it's still a good route to go yeah, through. Sure, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, I don't think they're just sitting there for Ten yeah. years as a way to open another portal. <laughs> you know, like. This guy only does really, really big portals. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't know. Like I, like I can think of any reason why. Like the you're reason, a creative fellow. The yes. reason why they would have to do that is because it takes so long. Like it's such a drain on them every time they do it to ma- open those massive portals. They have to like meditate and re rejuvenate sure. themselves until they're able to open that portal. They again gotta drink something. some Gatorade. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Get your salts up. Get the salts up. <laughs> Get your salts up. Yeah, let's move on from... We talked a lot about Wastiers for us having one line about oh, They're them. just so cool, but it, you want to get be. one line. It could be very cool. Oh. Yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Ah, Bone Singers. A Bone Singer was previously on the path of the artisan and has taken their creative abilities to the next level. So the path of the artisan is like, you know, they build things. Specifically for, uh, like, non-purposeful things. Yes, it's art. For art's sake. As like a a creative outlet. Yeah. Um, They have the ability, so Bone Singers have the ability to manipulate Wraith Bone and are responsible for the construction and maintenance of all wraithbone constructs within the craft world. And this goes from everything from mundane items uh, like refrigerators or I, <laughs> hallways. Yeah, yeah. Ha- like yeah, basic infrastructure. Like your door is like hingy. Like oh, get the bone. Your door is hingy. I don't know if it's it just all of a sudden has is hinges. Is your door on lacking it? hinges? <laughs> <laughs> got hinge on your door do you ever go to a door and that door opens oh come over here none of our doors open yeah but you have a squeaky wheel that needs all it really needs is wd-40 you go to a bone singer yeah Yeah. so but it goes all the way from like dumb items like that to wraith lords or Mm. wraith knights or void ships yeah craft worlds yeah craft worlds like they're they're responsible for anything that has to do with wraith bone yeah um, we should jump in quick what Wraithbone actually kind of is. Psychokinetic <laughs> energies. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, basically let, like let solidified. Let me pull up lexicanum. Solidified it's like psychic plastic, energy. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Solidified warp I'm pretty sure energy. that's what it's yeah. definition that you can It's mold. carbon neutral, though, so don't worry about oh, yeah. it. <laughs> well, of course it is. Uh, it is a psycho psychoplastic substance, yeah. and that's it's solidified warp energy. Yeah, Yeah, it's very like swoopy not a lot of hard edges do you think that's how it is or do you think that's how they've sung it into existence i think they just got really good safety codes on the craft <laughs> yeah. no, 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 you know you're immortal Ooh. sharp edges could kill you that's right <laughs> yeah that would be a waste but uh, yeah um yeah and they can manipulate it and that's that's what they do um they literally like are manipulating this psychic plastic into the shape of things that they want mm-hmm. um yeah, there's so there's a lot of alluding to bone singers singing <coughs> in their craft. I mean, it's literally in the name, mm-hmm. um, but we couldn't really find any evidence of actual singing being mm-hmm. required to shape this bone. Yeah. And so we came to a couple ideas of what it could be because in that because so one of them is that it could be a physical singing. It yeah. could be that you have to like know the song of the shape you're trying to make in the same way that, you know, like a 3d modeler, they use just a bunch of different shapes to create something. So if each shape has a part of a song a tone, you just, you, yeah, you combine yeah. them to create what it is you're looking for. Yeah. Right. It could be that. So it, it could be and, like a very 
like studious thing. You have to actually learn the songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it, it has to be tied to that creative art form, right? That's why you have to have gone on the path of the artisan. There's a, a lot of a creative element and an artistic kind of flair and how that is expressed out in this singing of the yeah in uh the dawn of war video games there's bone singers and that it, they very much play into kind of that very actual yeah. singing we were listening to their quotes yeah. and she's like the bow like it sings to me and i sing to it right yeah. and, and it's very much like a like it's something that they can hear and they yeah. can interact with um, but the other thought is we had is what if it, it's like a psychic singing? Yeah. yeah. Like there's yeah. no actual physical singing, but as your warp energies are directed at it, other bone singers can actually hear what you're doing. And for them, it resonates and creates yeah. some kind of music. Yeah. That was the other thought. that Well, we and I had. think like if you're doing some sort of psychic singing that because the Eldar is so psychic, they're going to hear it. But it means maybe if you're from another like Xenos race or, or something that you may not hear the song unless you're psychically sensitive, right? Yeah. So you're it's not saying, like an audible song every necessarily, psychic, but it's a psychic song. You're saying that every Eldar would actually be able to hear them singing. Yeah, I, I'm just saying not for just them, singers. it wouldn't be, it would be as if it were audible mm. because it's psychic. They're, they're just hearing but it through But for those who are ear. not psychic, sure. yeah, you wouldn't hear it. But you'd take it in that same way. Yeah. Could be, yeah. Sure. Uh, and the final thing, it could just be a metaphor. Could just be a metaphor. Could be absolutely nothing. Could just be them shaping it with yeah. their thoughts. Yeah, exactly. So, could be. I know it, it could absolutely be could either. be. It could be that they it just originally looks so disgusted with that. <laughs> you guys took something that could be so cool, and you just wrecked it. <laughs> the only way I would accept that is if originally it involves singing, and then over time they mastered it in a way. Or it was like, <laughs> now they don't have to actually sing anymore, but that they do something similar. But the name is stuck around. But at some point, <laughs> someone, time, was singing. someone was singing. Someone was singing. <laughs> yeah. Um, something cool to note about them is all the psychic runes that are created that all the seers use to channel the panor, uh, powers are made out of Wraithbone, which are made by the bone singers. Yeah. So such an essential service. Yeah. That was a lot of S's. Such like just, an like essential serve. I peaked <laughs> in life. No, on the oh, I, I thought didn't. you peaked in life. No, um, but it's it, downhill yeah. from here. <laughs> well, so much alliteration in that. What am I spot? What can I do? No, yeah. If if bone singers don't create the runes, other seers have no protection. Yeah. they lack a focus for it. Everything that the Eldar does psychically just becomes so much more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So my only question is. Everything uh, with Wraithbone, does it have to be sung by a bone singer? Like, could a bone singer create just like a big, giant piece of Wraithbone that then is carved into something else? Or it's only... It's because like sturdy. Are, are these bone singers having to like sing out like pieces of armor mm -hmm. and just like kind of some of this like generic... Yeah. In the Path kind of the Seer, of, like uh, there's a scene where she goes to the bone singer and she can see the skeletons of a ship being created. And so, like, she describes it as, like, a rib section. And so they're, they're, they're actually creating these ribs Were as they, they go about their craft. I couldn't... So I tried <laughs> to find, like, oh, okay. evidence of them seeing, yeah. singing, but she just catches glimpses, and she doesn't actually see them employing yeah. the craft, so... But on the flip side, you could have, like, a 
person who goes down the path of the artisan who like specifically asks for a wraith bone chunk who does want to carve it doesn't it manually. i thought it's too power like it's too hard to it's very to dur- actually manipulate no no it's very durable but fuck you take a blowtorch to anything you're gonna fuck it up eventually right like you, you you're a fire dragon. You take your fire lance. Your <laughs> your tank busting fire lance. Yeah, I guess you know because it's supposed to be effect like on that same level as yeah. like and, and, Imperium armor. Yeah, and I don't. It's not common. Yeah, but I could see it happening. Okay, definitely. somebody who is feeling particularly artsy who's trying to yeah. make something. Yeah, there's but like there's, there's two aspects to it, I guess. Because on one hand, I read it and I'm like, no, like this is like a psychic thing. Like only psychic things should be able to affect it. And mm. then on the other hand, like how else do people destroy craft worlds? Obviously yeah. we can exterminate as yeah. craft worlds. Right. right? Like, Every Eldar is just invulnerable to right, everything. Exactly. Like, yes. No, obviously you're right. That makes no sense. Yeah. I like how you say we can exterminate craft worlds. <laughs> <laughs> like as if you're part of it. <laughs> he wants like what do you have against the Eldar? Really? Well, they're Xeno you know, scum psychers, first of all, and they're entertaining warp beasts. <laughs> Peter, fine. <laughs> Peter, yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, bone singers very essential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying. Sometimes you're just gonna be singing a hallway, and it's not <laughs> gonna be exciting every day when you're a bone singer. Not really what you thought it was gonna be. Hey, Jimmy, I noticed that your last three work forms were spaceships. We need you to pick up some slack on some fridges, please. <laughs> Those yeah. are so boring. Those are boring. Um, up next, we got healers. These are interesting because they actually don't heal anything. <laughs> but they are called healers. Sad, bitter man. They don't. What? No. <laughs> I've been so good this episode, Mark. <laughs> uh, these Eldar will work in tandem with surgeons and physical healers. They do their best to physically calm the Psychically. Wounded. Oh, psychically. Physically, yeah. they hold them down. Right, yeah. Like that. <laughs> They're pushing pressure <laughs> points. Yeah. On. Easy. Psychically Easy. calm the wounded and ease trauma, stress, and shock to give the patient a greater chance of recovery. It's like psychic morphine. Yeah, yeah. effectively. <laughs> uh, what are those, like, touch healers? Reiki. Oh, yeah. Reiki. Well, no, Reiki's crystal healing. Mm. What's a touch? I don't know. Am I, I taking I'm, advantage I'm, of? No, no, I'm going to Google. <laughs> I'm going to Google who touches me to heal me. doctor's not a doctor. <laughs> See, you know, I'm just going to go straight to Google Images. <laughs> That's the best way I find. <laughs> Page two. Uh... <laughs> Page two of Google Images. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, they're, apparently I'm just getting a lot of song lyrics. <laughs> Touch me to hear me. Lyrics for seal, see me, feel me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, that didn't work out as well as that. They, they might tap into the the person's brain to like release chemicals in the brain like a natural way, but you know they psychically yeah. unlock it or, or amp even it just place psychic walls and block off portions of them so they can't yep. interact. Dampen pain sensors. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, but it seems to be like they are working in tandem. Sorry, Peter. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I think between this and war masks, I think that's going to cut down a lot of your. Uh, PTSD. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess because, like, if you do have post traumatic stress, they're psychically like. Yeah, let me just close that wall off for you. Take it easy. Happy memories. No more phantom pain. None of this happened. Right? Even in. So, in the book, um, an avatar of Cain awakens. Yeah. But it takes a long time to awaken an avatar of Cain, first of all. And second of all, he's raging. First of all? (laughs) Actually. (laughs) 
But he's raging the entire time. It, it's like weeks to awaken this thing, and he's raging. And this psychic things like he's sending out sends people into like these crazy like fevers sure. for him. So even if like you wore your war mask and it was a complete war mask and you actually don't have memories, even if you've never been on the path of the warrior, sure. you're so psychically attuned that even those things like are sending you into like a frenzy. So I think they do their best possible, sure. but I do think nothing is perfect. Yeah. In the grim darkness of 40k, all things are perfect and that's the way they should well, be. Well, for Eldar, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, the thing to note is they don't actually do surgeries. They yeah. They don't actually... They just assist and increase the patient's chance of recovery. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Cool. And uh, the last path we got here of Craft Worlds are Farseers. Yes. These. These are lost upon the path. <laughs> can never leave it. Mm-hmm. Ever again. They can no longer turn away for it. From it and so devote themselves entirely to the exploration of their psychic ability and also to teach others upon the path so they break down all barriers that they once had and they fully delve into their psychic potential so they're going to touch everything yeah since the path of the seer is the most rare path those that are lost are even more rare normally only being a handful for an entire craft world very, very few of them. Yeah. Uh, becoming lost on the path doesn't not immediately grant you new powers. Um, it could take many years of meditating to learn, uh, learning from them to step into a complete farseer role. Yeah. So we kind of talked about this before in the fact that just because you're a farseer doesn't mean you can do everything that a be- seer can do. Yeah. That like a warlock or a yeah. seer. It's just you might you're definitely more comfortable with one of them. Yeah. Um. But. At some point, you know, providing you live long enough, you will delve into all aspects of being a seer because you, you're just encompassing everything. The other thing is that they break down all barriers, right? There's nothing, <laughs> there's no kind of protection. They no longer have that in front of themselves. Yeah, and that's why they would be considered the most powerful of all the Eldar psychers. Yeah. Now, flippy flop that on you. Yeah. So their whole thing is they're lost on the path. Like, what if they got lost on the path of Warlock? They're now lost on the path, right? So they technically are a Farseer. But they're still lost on that path of the Warlock. So they're not learning new things. They're not learning about how to waste Seer. They're not learning... Because they're lost on the path of the Warlock. And that's what stepped them into the path of the Seer. Well, the... Like, I get what you're saying. I just think that all Eldar... Like, I just... I think they're uh, together enough to realize, like... Man, I've pushed my psychic ability so far... Because warlocks aren't like bloodthirsty or anything. No. But they've pushed their psychic ability so far that they can't rein it back in. And I just, I don't know. There's, We have examples of people being like warlocks and then becoming farseers and entertaining other psychic abilities. But I just well, don't. Sure. I'm not saying it's yeah. a common thing, but I'm saying it could definitely I just don't happen. think they'd be called a farseer. Why not? A, far, a, far, a farseer has to be more, though, than just a warlock. Yeah, but. They have to also like they have to read the schemes of fate that's like one of the most important things that a farseer does right but how that works is if you are a warlock and you're lost on the path of a warlock that's step one of being a farseer but you're not a farseer no but you you are lost on the path which means you're a farseer but it doesn't mean just because like what you just read being a farseer doesn't mean you all of a sudden but have saying you're never all actually, of this you're never, unlocked to you but Mark's saying you're never doing anything other than being a warlock 
yeah, what what would happen is a farseer would come along mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, uh, we noticed you're <laughs> lost on the path because we are the ultimate manipulators <laughs> and we see the future in glimpses, and so we know this, and so now I am going to guide you." out of just staying where you are for the good of the Eldar, which is like intrinsically part of who you are. And so now I'm pulling you over and showing you you're a farseer. You may not realize it, but you're on mm. step one of being a farseer. And you don't have the ability to read the schemes of fate yet, but you will because I'm going to show you how to do this. So you think if there's another farseer, they're going to force the other person to accept the reality yeah. and to change what they're doing? That's like part of their job. That did happen to, like, in the book, The Path of the Seer, she did not want to be a seer, and he was like, no, like, you must, uh, like, yeah. join me, and, you know, she ran away, and something happened, and it was, like, a catastrophe, and he was like, I warned you, like, right. it, it didn't have to go this way, and... I Yeah, I'm not saying what I'm saying happens all the time or even often, I can just see, like, not every farseer, you keep saying, like, giving enough time, every farseer will master every path. I just don't see that happening. I just don't have an I, example I can of see, it not happening. Every, but you don't have an example of it happening. Because every Farseer is able to do some like most of these things. Though. Yeah, but so what though what if they 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 get stuck on the path of the healer? What if they just they never actually feel like they've mastered it? They never actually feel like they can move on to the next one. They've mastered seven of the eight, but they still don't have all the abilities. And they just feel like they can't move on. Okay, so you don't actually have yeah, to master... Yeah, the Farseer might try to guide you, them, but ultimately... You don't actually have to master a path to move on from it. You no, can but what leave. if that's what they feel? Yeah. They I, are lost on the path, after all. They are prone to getting lost on something and just... I'm not saying it's common. I'm just saying I don't think it's a fair thing to say that every Farseer does all of these things all the time, given enough time. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think you can be a Farseer if you're not... First of all... If you're not contributing to like, uh, you are like, like council, you, like, so so you're a warlock though, right? Yeah, you get lost on far path. You're a farseer. Now you're a farseer, and you're helping the whole craft world in battle. Like you are right. like coming up with all these battle stratagems. You're yes. you're you're you've learned how to read the fate of battle, but you're not like is your making only, political decisions. Is your only arena war? Yeah, because farseers need to be so much more than that. Because they need to guide you Most even in times do. that aren't war. Sure, and that's why you have other farseers. But what, like, you're yeah. lost on the path. Like, that's ultimately Wait, what the are whole you thing. Are telling Eric he's lost on the path? Because that oh, seemed like that's what you're saying. Yes. If Eric you're lost on the path. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, because we definitely see that there are some farseers that are more militant than others. Yeah. And that sure. seem to be in battle sure. all the time. Yeah. And then there's others who I would assume are just more peaceful. And like, yes, if they're absolutely needed and they read it in the runes and things that they need to go into battle, then they will. But that's, but that's what not you're really. I think is different than what Mark is saying. Mark is saying you never, you make a conscious decision or you don't. You are unable to leave the path of the warlock. And so you will never focus on anything other. You're saying, sure, you have a propensity for it, but you can no, do other I things. Think, I think once you're lost on the path of the seer, it's going to be like an itch that you just can't scratch. And if if you're not moving in that direction, then it's only going to get more and more uncomfortable for you. So sure. yeah, you could be saying like, I'm going to stay on, I'm a warlock, warlocks for life, like this is all I do. But I, I just think that there is something when you're lost on the path that is going to pull you eventually 
into being a farseer. I don't think you can just be lost yeah. on another path without it because it's just it's going to bend you over into the only outlet you're going to have is that you need to be this farseer. Sure. Because it's it's so rare to begin with. Like yeah. if we're talking about like a handful, a handful on a craft world, like yeah, and handful is in like two, three, right? Four. Is that how many Eldar you can hold? In my hand, yeah, in one hand. Interesting. How many how many Eldar models can you hold in your hand? I max out. But it definitely, hands. it definitely seems like it's harder to be lost on the path of the seer. Hmm. Why do you think that? I think because it's a self-control thing that uh, is kind of built into everything that you're doing. And sure. but this protection this would also as be, well and being the guidance that yeah. you have through the runes and through the spirit stones and through but if those ever that there are was leading a path, you and protecting you. If ever there was a path that was tempting, it's the path of the seer. To you, maybe. To every Eldar. It's literally who they are is a psychic being and they're teaching you how to be psychic. Maybe, sure. Because you've denied yourself that part so long. And then all of a sudden you're learning about what it and truly meant to be. you're constantly being assaulted by demons and you're like, well, this, you're not. this is fucking shit. You're not because you have the runes, right? It's still it offers a, a level of protection. Oh, yes, but it's still, it's the most dangerous path. Do you really, yeah. do you really want, do you really want it? Probably not. There's not a lot of them because every elder has the potential to do this, yeah. but they're still the rarest path because it is tough. And mm. you got to master at least one other path before you can come do this. Yeah. I, do, I do think there like, like, is a greater level of temptation along this path than the path of the artisan or the like. I think that's if you, you, also look at you the pers- putting what you want into it because you find magic more appealing than creating art but people like tim he would probably tell you the opposite just imagine just saying don't assume just go free you know like i think that's you putting your your what you like into mm. it because all, all the, pa- the the whole point is be. all the path is like you're following your heart and it, it that you're doing what you're being called to do it definitely never says that it's the most tempting yeah, all it calls this is the longest, most treacherous, most complex, and <laughs> rarest. It never technically says it's the most. Technically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, kn- we know that there's only a handful per craft world. So even if we don't fully understand why so few are lost on this path, we, we do know that there's only a few that are. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. It, it's one of the and, and harder ones to get into to begin with, and yeah. then it's one of the harder ones to get lost on, it would seem. Yeah. But I think that's because of the protection. I think that those runes and, and spirit yeah. stones, from the moment you're kind of becoming a seer, that's like trained into you these protections to keep you from being lost. Yeah. So it is harder to be lost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after all that, let's talk about the responsibilities of a farseer or some of them or what they're required or however we want to look into it. So the very first one is uh, the the reason why they're called farseers is because they read the schemes of fate. Um, They can actually like literally see into the future. They pick out which strand is actually going to be the best one for them to follow. They cast runes. Right. Kind of like um, casting like a bones or something or Mm -hmm. dice. Dice. Yeah. To try and like, and to predict what's happening yeah read the potential of it but also another thing they do is they actually send themselves like an astral 
project projection into the warp and attempt to read like the spider web of everyone's fate yeah within it so they'll actually see the future that way as well as through this um rune, rune casting prognostication or yeah however you want to call it but yes yeah. that is a huge one because that allows them to make decisions for the elder craft world yeah so but yeah. they also do many other things yes that's it's that's just a very because no one else is really doing this and thanks to farseers like it's like the reason the eldar race has survived for so long yeah is the farseers are positioning the eldar race in ways that are ensuring its survival but it is still a losing battle for them and it always has been ever yeah. since slanesh yeah uh, one of the interesting things i came across uh, when i was researching this is that there's at least one example of a farseer reading the runes incorrectly mm. and it dooming a planet. <laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> so, because you think about the farseer, so cool, I love yeah. that idea. Like, but was it his? Was it his fault? Uh, did something like was a demon affecting like the rune, or did the demon cloud his mind? Or that's so yeah. cool to think of. Yeah. No, I think it was just his mistake, and then he was like, "That's just as bad, it, right?" Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Because it would, wouldn't it be nice if it was you some demon say, no, or something else, <laughs> right? Like, it's so not my fault. You screwed up. Oh, man. You read them wrong. So, because you kind of think of like the Farseers as being like infallible, right? Yeah, they're going to just cast these runes. The level then, of the ethereal, right? Like you don't question them. Yeah, yeah. because they are so honored. Yeah, uh, in their society, mm. but yeah, the just knowing that they could get it wrong I like and that. have the whole fate of like a, a world. <laughs> yeah, not just a little mistake. Yeah, yeah. big yeah. thing. Uh, so another thing that they do is they di- they direct the psychic power of the Infinity Circuit through the craft world yeah don't really have great examples of this no i i just see like the craft world is like made, all made of wraith bone so like it's that psycho resonant plastic so the spirits can flow through it we know they can but then they're also using their psychic power to power the engines mm-hmm. they're you know yeah. powering certain areas of the ship depending on where they need yeah. it so they set the climate in here exactly so they're they're turn just these dir- lights on yeah, they're just directing them with, like, directing the psychic energy throughout the ship where it needs yeah. to be. So they will occasionally accompany Eldar warriors into battle. Um, just, like, you'll see this way more often in, like, stories, I think, than it actually happens. Just because they're so valued. Um, they just seem like such, like a res- like, a great resource. Like, if you lose a warlock, like, sure, but, I mean, he was made for battle. Right, but if you lose a farseer, you potentially lose someone who is saving your entire craft world. Right, like just the yeah. risk. The risk needs yeah. to be equal to the reward for a farseer to step out into the line of an Astartes Thunderhammer. You know, like yeah, <laughs> right. Unless that's what the fate calls right. for. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, of, it, of course. It seems that Read way. But because <laughs> this is forty k, and right. because this is a game, like basically. Whenever you see a farseer, they're they're in in battle. battle. They're always in battle. All the greatest farseer heroes are constantly in battle, it seems. (laughs) There's not a lot of farseer examples of them, like, just chilling and being peaceful. (laughs) There's a couple. Path of the Seer isn't bad for that. There's some, but... Yeah. But when you're looking at, like, the list of the great (laughs) farseers, they're all warriors. Lexicanum is only going to have, like, great battles, right? Uh, they also teach and guide other Eldar on the path of the seer. Yeah, it seems to be like a one-on-one type deal, too. It can't be. That's impossible, though. Wait, define one-on-one. Like uh, just like a, like a farseer took 
like the new novice under their wing. Yeah, it's not like he has a classroom full of people. No, right? no, yeah, no. Yeah, it's yeah. just like okay, a single yeah. person. And then eventually... But I don't see it as like Sith and Sith No, 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 There's only one. It's not the rule of two. Yeah, yeah. It's just the fact that like... He could have multiple one-on-ones. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because there are times when she's alone or eventually... You know, she learns enough for her to do things by herself and go off, and he's just there as a guide. Yeah. But it's just, they entrust, like, the the introduction of the warp to these people who have spent potentially thousands of years mastering yeah. it. So. Yeah. Uh, they also are the acting council, and uh, they advise Otarks, uh, Otarks, uh, holding a very esteemed position on the craft world politically. Yeah. They just hold a lot of power. A lot of this will come down to reading the schemes of fate. Yeah. Just the fact that they can tell you like, hey, don't like put your steers two degrees to the right. Don't don't do it any other way yeah. or else in 300 years, this thing is going to happen. Yeah. Right. Apparently, a lot of the things that they do are inconsequential in the moment. Yeah. Uh, but because what they're trying to do is save it for as long as possible, it, it affects things greatly in yeah. the future. The, yeah, the thing is, like, yeah, all Eldar are super old. Well, not all of them, but they can live, you know, forever. So, yeah, they're not just looking what's going to benefit me in this battle. They might... Or in they five might, years, yeah, or in ten They years. might intentionally make that battle a loss because they know then it's going to rally the people. 20 years from now, it's going to help right. them in the war. No, yeah, that's a like, good example. They Like, there's no... There's nothing saying that Farseers are good people they could essentially doom one aspect of eldar to save the race as a yeah. whole and and they specifically often will doom other other non-eldar people oh yeah they like, have no problem sacrificing lesser races yeah. for themselves yeah so everyone else is like a worm compared to them so yeah um yeah so that's that's like so, their main their main role yeah. as a farseer, as a guide to the craft world. What yeah. what benefit they offer yeah. with their psychic powers. Yeah. Um when a farseer meditates, and a lot of time of theirs is spent in meditation, they cast their mind upon the flows of the warp and attempt to read them. And most of a farseer's time is devoted to this task that allows them perf- to perform all other tasks while focus solely on the good of the craft world and the Eldar race as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Pretty cool. I wouldn't like that job. <laughs> too much responsibility. <laughs> much too much. Yeah. yeah. I'm a simple man. You read one rune wrong, you're like, oh, no, it was <laughs> oh, reflected no. in a mirror and I read it wrong. <laughs> I can't even read normally. Yeah. Um, but Crystal Sears is uh, very cool. Peter, you want to? Uh, yeah, so this is one of the coolest aspects of the Farseers. Uh, Death? <laughs> no, I just uh, of of all the like little nuggets of lore that you come across about Farseers, not the skeins of for fate, the Eldar. I think uh, well, the skeins of fate, the whole like casting runes and like I look, I appreciate how specific you've taken it in your mind to the like <laughs> two degrees over here they, I they just, say that is they it will, really that yes, specific they will make people step with a different foot in one area to change something in the future that's mm. that's something that's done or they'll just, move they'll place a rock in a yeah different location. sure <laughs> that's real that's not me making no no I, that's real it's that's very just, butterfly effect it is yes, yes right they're, they're looking for something thousands of years down the road potentially 
Yeah, that just seems so specific. <laughs> it is. For, That's why hey, it's such a crazy guess, job. Yeah, and look, if they're meditating and, you know, reading the warp for eight hours a day, then sure, why not? Uh, but the Crystal Seer, to me, one of the cooler aspects of the Eldar and of the Farseers uh, is that they spend so much time uh, in the dome of the Crystal Seers where they're meditating and that's where they're like close to the infinity circuits and that's where like the soul stones are put in. It's just all in this dome. Uh, So they spend so much time there and their uh, minds out of their bodies in reading the warp or whether, because do the Farseers also go in? I know they're in charge of the infinity circuit and making sure that things are moving, but they're not really going in there. Or they could they be, could. I guess. They could, yes. uh, especially but if they specialize there. It's mainly the job there. of the spirit seers to right. take care of that, right? So. But anyways, they're just, they're just kind of sitting there and meditating and focusing, and then their bodies begin to crystallize. <laughs> That'll happen. Uh, and so, <laughs> that's why you never meditate. <laughs> that's right. It's dangerous. That's why you're constantly moving. <laughs> you just never stop. You're like a shark. <laughs> <laughs> Just that fear of crystallizing. <laughs> I was told once 80 years ago, if I stopped moving, I would die. So apparently this starts with their bones and eventually their entire body turns into crystal and it immobilizes them and it effectively kills their body. But then they're still alive. Uh, and they, uh, so when a farseer reaches this point, they place their bodies within this dome and they allow their spirit to leave their body and it fully incorporates into the infinity circuit where they join the circle of Eldar life. So nice. Good touch on adding that line in there, Peter, about the circle of life. Oh, <laughs> so that means that they're not in a spirit stone, yeah. but that they are in the infinity circuit without a spirit stone taking them there. But otherwise, yeah, it's not. Interesting it's, I don't think, think it's really it. any different. Well, it depends. When I was reading this today, how would you pull them back out if they don't have a spirit stone? You break off one of their fingers. Uh, do you think that they? <laughs> but do you maybe think that they? Because well, they well, obviously have a spirit stone on their body. I wonder if that would just be the one that you pull them back into, because their body would have had a spirit stone. Every Eldar. Well, that's interesting though, because I've always just kind of pictured spirit stones as being like more generic than specific that I wouldn't necessarily need to find the Jordan spirit stone to pull him back yeah. in. Is it that specific? It is. Really? Yeah. So then do they just have like millions of yes. spirit stones and they have to like catalog them? Yeah. I always pictured it more as like the spirit stones being like absorbed into the infinity no, circuit and uh, like disappearing. So than being the stones like, can like fit in your hand. They're like pretty right? small. Yeah. But when, when you die and your soul is in them, they are placed in this garden and then they pupate and they actually grow and enlarge. And then if you want to grab that person again, you have to pluck their spirit stone from that. You, first, you have to convince them to go back into their spirit stone and then you take that spirit stone out. That sounds really big. They're and craft worlds. You understand these places I know are, it's planet-sized, yeah. but... And they like there's not a lot of Eldar either. I guess. Yeah. All right. No, that's no, just, cool. Just, that's that's, what, that's, that's, that's why just, spirit series are so essential. Right. Is because they're responsible for taking care of all that stuff. No, it's cool. But it does, yeah, create interesting... I guess they would just have I their spirit stone. I think it would just be their own. And you would take your there. spirit stone yeah. out of them before they crystallize. Maybe. Who We're, says they even ever want to come out, though? Like, they but they not. totally do, do they? Uh, because they're guiding other people. And no one says all of them are, though. Hmm. You're never done. 
if you're an L dog. There's that's always true. another job for you. Sure. You don't just get to chill and relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, no, okay, fair enough. Ooh, like, Rad, I've been doing this for 10,000 years. <laughs> Let me sleep. Uh, but... So a couple of things to note when we look at this is their bodies slowly begin to crystallize. And it doesn't mean that like this. So this doesn't happen quickly. No. And they don't have to just stay and meditate when they're starting to crystallize. They can still move around. Uh, there's examples of like heroes uh, being in uh, battle hmm. um, with part of them crystallizing already. Uh, there's a, a cool hero that's in um, like one of the Death Watch uh games i think or something sure. with death watch that uh where she's beginning to crystallize but she still wants to explore and like push hmm. like the outer limits and so like they don't see this as like an end of their life then they're definitely still like it's kind of like just an the next step yeah, yeah, yeah of them helping the craft world yeah but it is kind of final it is absolutely in a way unless you believe in uh your brain and the inari but yes, for but, most craft world Eldar, once you're in the Infinity Circuit, you're a spirit. Unless yeah. you're like, it's a very different. It would be a very different perception of reality once you become like a a spirit. Yeah, yeah, very different. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah the whole crystallizing thing is, it's really cool to visualize. Yeah, so, um, like just these rows of like meditating Eldar bodies turned yeah, into crystals. Yeah. Like that's very cool, very monkish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, so one of the things I came across as well, because we were talking about the Wayseers mm -hmm. and opening portals. And uh, so there were three Farseers uh, who were doing this complicated ritual. And as a result of the, the difficulty, they're trying to like transport a whole group of people out really quickly. Uh, but the three of them turned to crystal as part of this um, huh. mm. thing that they had to do, which would have been like a, it was considered like a, a great cost because it, it cost the lives of three of these farseers. But it's an interesting thing that I don't know how much it's explored yeah. of kind of straining yourself um, to do something like opening up these way gates. Yeah. Do you have the name um, of that person? I'm, I'm curious to see the source on that. Yeah, for sure. So I wonder I'll like if every Eldar then has... X amount of psychic points and every Eldar is different. And once you spend up those psychic points, as you spend more and more, you start to crystallize. Some have 10,000 like Eldorad and he's been around for 10,000 years and he has not begun to crystallize yet where others might only have 50 and you know, they're, they, they crystallize sooner with those ones. Yeah. It's like they poured so much of their, they use so many psychic points right then that they, they turn to crystal. Yeah, yeah like and you, it's like you have a limit to how much energy is actually can be poured through your body. Yeah. It's in the story of uh, Eldorad um, that this takes place. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or, or it could, like you said, be where it's like uh, where they just did so much so quickly that that's what did it. Uh, yeah, so it, uh, it was in the Battle of Biltan which was part of um, creating Incarn, Incarnate. Okay. Sure. Is that, the I don't know how you guys yeah. are sure. yeah, pronouncing that. Not proper. Not well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the cost of uh, doing it was so high that three of uh, Ulithwe's uh, finest Farseers turned to crystal during a ritual that opened the portal mm. through which uh, the Yunari made their escape. Cool. Huh. Maybe. Uh, 
And so that was part of the reason why El Dorad was exiled uh, uh, by its seer council hmm. from the craft world. Well, yeah. He was doing some crazy stuff, too. But the cost of three farseers. Yeah. Uh, of the handful that you have. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if it's like a defense mechanism. Could be. So normally, like, uh, if you draw too much into yourself, like, you risk uh, summoning demons or attracting attention in the war, turning yourself to mush, burning yourself out. Um, I wonder if instead of instead of it being like, hey, like, you have a pool of how much you're allowed to take in, and then at the end of it, you're fated to do that. Um, or I wonder if it's, like, a, a way to protect themselves like, because they're still, even though they turned to crystal, are they still alive? Those no. Souls? They're, they died? Well, that's part of the, yeah, just like when they turned to crystal any other time. But, that, but that's not death. Well, those, those spirits their are bodies, still alive. Their bodies are dead and their spirits are alive. So those, but if their spirits, their spirits would have to go into soul stones. Which they're probably carrying. Like spirit stones, because yeah. uh, otherwise, where are they going? Because when... Well, they would go into the warp and get consumed. Sure. And maybe that's what happened. But yeah. why wouldn't they have yeah, why would a they spirit Why would they not have spirit stones? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be interesting if they were still discovering more about Farseers and crystallization and how mm-hmm. that works. And if, if it was tied more to like the more that you use, the more that you spend after a long period of time or doing these great feats yeah. uh, is what causes you to crystallize. Yeah. Because as it is right now, the way we're looking at it is you just get old, you meditate a lot, and then you yeah. start to crystallize, which is like a cool visual, but is kind of crappy. Like, I just don't see like the... I don't understand it, I guess. It doesn't make sense to me. Why would you want to just sit and eventually go into the infinity circuit? Why would that be the right move? Other than you're reading fate and if that's what it says is the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it as a defense mechanism like that. Because like you said, yeah, like... Well, I'm more thinking in this instance because it also... It also doesn't happen instantly, right? It's supposed to take hundreds of years for it to happen. Yeah, it just seems weird for a defense mechanism. Like, yeah, they, I don't know, it just seems like they're so much more useful doing other things, but. Well, it was either that or die. Like, maybe it would have been a real death for them. Maybe it would have, like, the amount of power they were bringing would have overloaded something. And I. Sure. Yeah. I just, I don't, it seemed to make more sense that they were, to me, it seemed more like the craft world, like, grows into them. Right, like they yes. plant. That's kind of how I they, picture. They, yeah. they plant themselves, and eventually, because they spend so much time with the craft world, they're becoming one with it. Yeah, it's almost it, like it the reef bones surrounding yeah, them, exactly. and they crystallize. Think like the but, Pirates of the Caribbean on like the the dead ship or whatever that everyone was on. Like you slowly become a part of the ship, and the ship becomes a part of you. Right, like your that's, your voice slowly becomes a right exactly. Piratey. But that's that's how I always pictured it. And sure. they, they do talk like the words they use is that you plant yourself within like that dome, and yeah. you slowly grow to become like it. So yeah. it doesn't seem like um, like that would almost sound like a warlock is at the same risk of turning into a crystal just by making too big of a spell. I guess that's true. Sure, sure, right? sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, no, that's a good. Point. I could see. Sure, I could see yours. I could see it all. It just. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder if this was kind of just like a throwaway line that some guy heard was like, oh, like they turn into crystal. Like that's sweet. I'll sure. do it with these guys. Some holdover from the eighties. 
Yeah. I mean, and, that book is brand new. That's 2017. Yeah, it's more realistic. Right, but I'm wondering if the yeah, author, though, is more like thinking, mm. oh, like I've seen this before. I don't know. I think there's more that they could do with the whole crystallized sure, thing. And sure. You think so? I kind of liked it to stay as it was. It seemed like a peaceful t- transition for this being that has seen. No, I just yeah, I, to explain why. I just don't yeah. see it. I don't as think being, I'm going to be satisfied. Like it's not like they're transcending or anything like that. Hmm. It kind of is. It kind of is a transcendence. They're just like. Can you imagine? They're forsaking their the bodies dome? and then going into the infinity circuit, which ima- is what you do anyways. But could you imagine walking through the dome of? like crystal and seeing all these bodies here, like all this knowledge and represented and you could see the people like who previously like guided you. Like that would be a pretty reverent place. Right? Yeah. Yeah. To me, like it the story of uh Arendelle Voidsinger, uh, from Death Watch The Outer Reach, where she is turning to Crystal but like refusing to slow down and wants to just continue like exploring and doing these cool things like i like that idea of like kind of fighting the crystallization like yeah. oh it's coming but i'm not ready for it and so I that even more kind to of do. that yeah, kind of ties into the fact that you have a limit to how much you can access yeah and, and it's not so much that you're literally planting yourself to the ship you're like okay i'm ready to go yeah, and yeah, maybe like, it's just that for generations and generations, people were, they just kind of embraced yeah. it. Yeah. And they were more like, well, that's my job is just to yeah. read the warp and sit here. And I'm totally cool with that. But yeah. that there's, yeah, we're discovering some other things that might hmm. be happening with it. Hmm. This is a problem with like anything involving the warp. We warp don't fuckery. have any good answers ever yeah like this whole episode's been like well what about this? <laughs> like, we don't have any good answers and nobody does warp fuckery that's yeah. right so so that's i think all do you got anything else the, the, there's only one other sort of uh group that is seer adjacent mm-hmm. uh and that's the white seers who are psychers eldar psychers eldar seers mm-hmm. they're involved with the black library they wear all white, and they're kind of like a connection between the Eldar and the Harlequins at the uh, Black Library. Okay. And so they, they're not like a normal part yeah, of Eldar Yeah, they're not on a craft Sears. world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they are just a, a cool other type of seer, uh, and they uh, are supposed to be like immune to chaos and hmm. studying chaos, but that there's no chance of them like giving in to to chaos and i, I just That's think cool. they're cool yeah uh, no that is very cool in in the path of the seer there are white seers yeah that's where they come from but i'm fairly certain they're effectively blanks okay uh so they were called into uh the eldar were like trying to collect this uh chaos god item but it like was overpowering them so all of a sudden this portal opened up and these like seers that like the Eldar described is like they had no presence. Um, like they like she shied away from them because they felt like a void hmm. where because every Eldar you, you can sense like psychically. Sure. sure. So they, she just wasn't able to do that. Um, and it would make sense because as a void, they're going to dampen any yeah. warp resonance that this chaos artifact would have. Sure, sure. So I'm not sure if they're seers as much as they are kind of the antithesis of what the Eldar are. It's like like your, imagine, your entire race is psychic and all of a sudden someone doesn't have a soul. Like that's, 
Well, was it taken from them? Like, as I, part of, I like, don't know. I see, just know I, that I think in that, that moment, if they're... what they were doing, they were acting as, like, a shield right. against everyone else. And yeah. maybe it's, like, part of their process. Yeah. Maybe it's natural. Because, like, the Black Library is kind of where outcasts can end up. That's, like, part of what it can be. Not saying that's what it's for, but... Yeah. Sure. But, it, yeah, if their mission is to go to the Black Library yeah. and to study chaos, and the cost is their soul... But Could be interesting, yeah. And then that, sure. then they're not at risk of falling to chaos. Yeah. Um, then that's what they do. But yeah, that could be an interesting. But, like you feel the tug. Like, like no, I have to go. Like the seer paths available to me on craft worlds aren't cutting it for me. So, uh, and then all of a sudden, Segarak shows up in your dream, and he's like, "Come here, my yeah, child." Yeah. Yeah. And you go there, and he teaches you like. This is what you can be, but I'm going to take something from you. Yeah. That could be an interesting story. Yeah. For sure. Ah, just another one of those cool things where it's like, we need more information. Yeah. <laughs> we just need more. Because uh, they're so cool. And then the only other group uh, is the Shadow Seers, who are Harlequins. Uh, yeah. And we talked about them in episode 25. Uh, which is a great episode if you haven't listened to it. The yeah. Harlequins are so cool. Yeah. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of cool stuff about <laughs> the Shadow Seers. Harlequins are the best. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And the interesting thing about Harlequins is I don't know if they use runes. No, they ha- they have them on the models. Do they? Yeah, if Do you look runes? at a Shadow Seer. Okay. Like I wonder where they get them. them. I wonder if they create their own. No, I'm sure. There's a lot of overlap, though. Yeah. Like, even when like, you're... Harlequins are welcoming craft. Yeah, that's right. right. They go to them and they perform. They're welcome. So. Yeah. Lots that of that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Because, uh, like, when we were talking about the Thought Talkers, uh, they have a very kind of Harlequin-esque mm. kind of traveling and diplomats and ambassadors sure. and talking to others, you know, others, races. You know, yeah. sure. uh, like the Harlequins would be doing a lot more of yeah. than the Eldar. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? That's an episode. That is an episode. There's a lot of cool uh, cool stuff. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> a lot of unpacking. Yeah, yeah the, these path, path of the Eldar episodes always have so much because we just don't know about enough about the way they actually feel about everything and the way everything actually works out. Yeah, Which allows for a cool. lot of like, speculation. Yeah. 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 I like it. Well, that was um, the last one. That was the last path. Well, yeah, path. Like, we've talked through a, quite a bit of the Eldar. Yeah, because we did like one full path of the El- path of the Eldar. Where we, then we did, yeah. yeah we we did, dived into everything that wasn't going to get its own episode. Yeah, then we did two Path of the Warriors and now one path of, path of the Seer. So like you've got a pretty good understanding of Eldar life now. I hope so, at least. I would hope so. Maybe you, maybe you don't care. Maybe literally you f- use us to fall asleep. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. The yelling. That's what does Nothing it. Nothing reminds me of home more than <laughs> the yelling. <laughs> the verbal abuse, they scream at each other. Yeah. yeah. Cool. What, what was your guys' favorite type of seer? If you could be one seer, what's, what path would you get lost on? Well, the path of the seer, and then I'd be oh. a farseer, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for yeah, me, it, it, farseers are... Yeah are definitely yeah. the coolest. But I, I want to be in power, right? Like, I want to be <laughs> one of, like, a handful That's right. of who, like, gets to read fate, uh, who is, like, honored by my whole craft world, mm. and who, like, bears the responsibility of correctly reading yeah. the warp and fate. Like, that's everything I want. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. <laughs> Give it to me. I I don't like that. <laughs> I want to see a story of a spirit seer who like gets corrupted mm. and like starts mm-hmm. taking advantages of like the spirits and the souls that he communicates with. And you want to be this spirit seer. I'm not necessarily like I, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. I just I could see it happening to me. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> It was me. I was the corruption all along. I just think it would be cool to see like a story of like a spirit seer who's trying to lead like a coup on a craft world who then like takes all of these like wraith constructs and then like using like that haze where they need to lie to them, to lie to them, to fight the elder, to take control of a craft world. So here's another reason why that would be awesome. Um, the infinite like craft worlds can defend themselves right so they can actually act in the face of an enemy so what if he just convinced the craft world because it's their job to go communicate with the spirits like yeah what if they just convinced yeah that like Mm -hmm. everyone on this like you've been invaded you're riling up the (laughs) spirits this is an infection on your planet and so like that would like all that's left is him and it, it could be kind of like i just the, an, the cool idea thought. of like a corrupted craft craft world, world would be very cool hmm. yeah or like or a crafted a corrupted spirit seer leading to like the ultimate destruction of like the craft world it's just it's a cool it's a great villain story yeah yeah of like, like just being on a craft world that's been overtaken and like you're <laughs> fighting to get it back but like you're fighting your craft world because your <laughs> infinity circuit has been lied to yeah, and thinks yeah. you're the enemy being manipulated and so yeah you're fighting against your world you're killing wraith wraith constructs you're like sorry papa yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that could be cool yeah yeah so i think uh like I think that would be a cool story, but if I had to to pick one, um, Farseers. I just reading the skeins of fate, like knowing every option that's open to you, like overwhelming. Yes, but so cool to be like we're going on that one, and this just, is how we're affecting. You guys just that like change. power. That's right. Yeah. Power corrupts. <laughs> I don't want. Wait, to no, pay. I'm not. The, I'm not the spirit seer in this one, right? I'm a. I'm a good far seer. That's right. Only absolute power corrupts. <laughs> no, no, There's no. a lot of power we can handle, Eric. Before we corrupt, <laughs> corrupt <it>. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of <laughs> anything shy of an absolute god is is fair game. Oh yeah, right? of course, yeah. no problem. Yeah, <laughs> I am a fair and just almost god. <laughs> I have brought peace and stability <laughs> to my new craft world. <laughs> uh, Jordan, come on. What would oh, you be? Uh, obviously, the glorified doorman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. No, uh, I think bone singers are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah they are me very too. Cool. I'd pick that as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like the artisan aspect to it. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Something satisfying about building something mm-hmm. and then seeing it function as it's designed to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the ultimate... Without having to get your hands dirty. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> ultimate 3D printing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, though, I don't know if you guys will get the reference, but one of the ways I see... you're going to make it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Peter will know. One of the ways. Lay it on me. One of the ways you I would see, be surprised how knowledgeable I can be about some things. Um, so the Farseer trilogy, 
right? Oh, of course. Uh, Robin Hobb. Robin Hobb. She wrote it. The way that oh, she. they... She's probably one of the best, like, series I've ever read. Um, anyways, but the way she describes... So there's this stone that can be manipulated, but it's called, like, memory stone, and the only way you can manipulate it is by pouring your memories into it. So, but whatever you give it, you lose. Hmm. But, like, the more strong your emotional attachment to the memory, the more detail you can create in the stone, and you, they can be, they become alive eventually. Because eventually you give up everything you are into the stone. So this is how dragons were created. Okay. People, Spoiler. Shit. <laughs> you didn't already read this. <laughs> Hopefully no one's just, reading this. this is, just uh, read. Game of Thrones, yeah. is just, it? Yes, Game Ruined of Thrones. Ruined a three-book series right this there. This is Game of Thrones. What's that? You don't learn that until like book three. No, like book ten. <laughs> well, I guess memory. Stone, if you start all the way from the beginning, I guess. <laughs> now you might as well spoil. The oh whole my thing. god! Anyways, yeah. so the way the way they they like run their hands over this stone and they like give it these memories and these things are just formed. That's kind of how I see like bone singing, but sure. instead of memories, you're channeling the psychic energy. So there, I see them like running their hands over like the stone, and that's uh, very much attached yep. to like the art artisanal. Yep path of it so it's kind of cool to note that like that's kind of just how i see it it's a lot more sensual than i was <laughs> visualizing yeah. well the only time i run my hands over things is when it's the curves of another man's body you know what i mean <laughs> the curves of another man's body i don't know that's kind of just the, that's the sure, that's I your get. visualization yeah yeah well i don't want to be a bone singer anymore <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you don't want me to visualize you anymore? I don't want you singing to my bone, Eric. <laughs> I don't want to do that either. Cool. Cool. Well, I think that's it mm-hmm. for this episode. That was uh, episode 58. Path of the Seer. Path of the Seer. That was our 58th episode. What's the next episode that we're doing? Oh, let me take a look. Wow, you put me on the spot there, and I definitely... Well, you guys can look forward to it. Thanks for joining (laughs) us. Odd Boys. Odd Boys is our next planned episode. Uh, You never know what actually happens. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, thanks uh, thanks for listening. Support us on Patreon. Support us. Give us your money so we can buy things. Yeah, we want to buy some cameras. We want to buy some lights. And uh, I think that's kind of the last big push here for the studio. Um, for phase two, yep. And then there's still like two more phases. So mm. big plans. <laughs> big big decisions to make. Yep. Big plans. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Yeah. You know I the think. drill. Check out combat cards. It actually is a pretty fun game. I was playing it today. It was pretty fun. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. And they were really nice and they were like, Hey, like as you do this for us, like like uh give me your um your username. So I like, sent them a screenshot and they yeah. just like tossed me like a lot of like their currency <laughs> no, so, the, like, so they're playing favorites here i got nothing Ooh. oh yes mark i am you handle the plebeians i'll handle the professionals <laughs> <laughs> uh no it, but like there's just so many cards that you can like get and it's yeah, everything's it's really cool. unique it's fun yeah I'm, I'm having a good time playing it too yeah cool cool join our discord blah 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 all that jazz bye peace At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.